Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and a special double feature today. We have Idle Hands, starring uh, Seth Green and Jessica Alba and some other people I've never heard of, and Never Too Young to Die, which has Gene Simmons and John Stamos. Uh, <laughs> Parker and Alex... Thank you so much for bringing these movies into my life. I had no idea I was going to love them so much. <laughs> Two of the best representations of their decades. Absolutely. Not just in like film for those decades, but like life itself in those decades. You watch Idle Hands, you're like, yeah, that was 1999. That was it. Just top to bottom. That's the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone's going to remember. Uh, this is what everyone should have remembered. These movies are so much better than you could possibly think. Ignore Rotten Tomatoes. Do that anyway, because Rotten Tomatoes sucks. Um, okay, Parker, do you have any news? Mercifully not. Uh, not yet. Well, lucky us. Okay, um, let's get into our Jerks of the Week. You guys have any Jerks of the Week? Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, my Jerks of the Week's my fucking AC for going out five days ago. Oh, you hate to see it. That's... Love to come home on Sunday night, see it's 88 degrees, and realize, oh, tomorrow's Labor Day. That's going to be an issue. <laughs> well, Having we... a wonderful time. My AC <laughs> has been working for about five hours. Oh, that's good. Well, at least you got it back. Yeah, you must be really cool and refreshed right now, right? It was real touch and go. Because <laughs> they spent hours fixing the machine, <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, it stopped blowing wind in there. And I almost, I legitimately almost had a panic attack today. I was so angry and so stressed. Yeah. Well, living My... in Texas sounds great. <laughs> yeah, dying. sounds awesome. I... Yeah. Please get me out. Uh, Alex, have we ever like asked him, hey, you want to like move up to the DMV or anything like that? And he said, oh, no. get me out of here. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> anyway, uh, my jerk of the week is all the people who keep making jokes about the Joker trailer. Guys, it, it's too many. You're running this joke into the ground, okay? I understand that I'm the only person who actually wants to see it and thinks, oh, maybe this will be good. But uh, I... Enough with your jokes. I get it. We live in a society. Somehow you made that uncool. I used to think that was really funny, but now you've ruined it. Speaking of the Joker trailer, it's time for a new segment on here that I just invented called When Keeping It Woke Goes Wrong. Clara Jeffrey of MotherJones.com uh, has a take. We have to have our takes on here. She says, It's hard to read reviews of the Joker and look back to Heath Ledger's performance that make no mention of the Aurora shooting. Seems pertinent. Seems dangerous. Oh Thank you so much, Clara. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to think about. The best way to avoid these is just to not make movies anymore. Yeah. Because of what if some incel sees it? Well, I have to admit, I'm going to see it. After, <laughs> I have to admit, after seeing Never Too Young to Die in Idle Hands, 
do we really need any more movies? We already got two good ones. <laughs> You're not going to make anything better than those. <laughs> do we really need anybody else having sex or, you know, progressing society nope. in any way? Can we no. just go back to these times? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, uh, there was no, there was sex in Never Too Young to Die. We'll get to that scene, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> boy, will we? There was a lot of exploring of sexuality and the... man. Yeah, I well, haven't ter- heard the term hermaphrodite in a long time. Thanks, movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to it's hear really you good. say that again in your accent. Okay, so hermaphrodite. Uh, let's, get, let's get into what we watched recently. I made a huge mistake. i guess you guys have already heard but it's first time for the viewing audience i liked venom a lot you know i've never really understood the appeal of spider-man in general but i like venom the bad boy denim but uh you know the original spider-man movie i thought that was pretty good and i kind of i was all right with the tv show i didn't really think it was very good but i was like okay i understand i had seen the comics chris doesn't like a cartoon yeah first time stop the fucking press cancel I was like, My jerk of the week is now Chris Field. <laughs> so Parker's like, oh, dude, you gotta watch The Amazing Spider-Man. It's so good. It's my favorite comic That's book That's not the tone so... I said that in. <laughs> That's what I heard. It only takes two out of three. That's right. That's so fair. I Wait. watched it. The... <laughs> <laughs> so The Amazing Spider-Man 1, starring Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield, and I can't believe this. Martin Sheen and also Sally Fields and was it some other guy who's a bad guy I don't care I don't fucking remember so here's what I remember I remember sitting there watching that and that cast is popping up and then saying out loud well surely it's a different Dennis Leary <laughs> <laughs> there's no possible way it's the same Dennis Leary. but no that is a very Oops. Dennis Leary performance as it turns out my god now I did not expect me of all people to walk away from this movie saying well martin sheen was my favorite part of it correct <laughs> it's not something you can say about many pieces of media especially the movies that star martin sheen <laughs> what was your favorite martin sheen scene the correct answer is when they try and do the great power comes great responsibility he's just but sort not, of stumbling over but not words. say it because they don't want to just repeat it like ah oh, you know peter you know when you're powerful you're responsible for a lot of things. I'm, I'm gonna go die now. <laughs> I remember I was like... just, I was watching it and I'm like, okay, where's Martin Sheen? Where is that old bastard? Because I'm thinking about him in terms of well, the last movie I saw him in, Spawn. So I'm trying to look for him in here and I'm like, where is he? And Jeez. Uncle Ben saunters on the screen. I'm like, still nothing. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> where's this old git? Oh no. <laughs> Now, He's um, not the fresh-faced, dyed, black goatee. Forty-seven. <laughs> that man is a bowling ball in those suspenders. Now, oh, Sally God. Fields in this movie. This is one of the movies that started like the trend of making Aunt May younger and younger to the point where she's now younger than Peter in the current movies. I don't know what the appeal is here besides like uh, we just you know gotta find some way for the middle-aged men, I guess. But. Uh, uh, I didn't like her in this movie, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> She's still doing the southern accent that she had for uh, Forrest Gump, part, uh, Alex's favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> ah, I can yes. tell you that Alex, or, no, Andrew Garfield, are we really sure this kid can act? Like, I've seen him in good movies, I've seen him give decent performances, but he's I saw him in a awful. good movie once. Yeah, The Social Network, that's it. He yeah, is, that's all I got. <laughs> he's so bad in this. Why did people like him? How is he? How is this guy the nerd? 
this guy really of all the people in the high school this guy's the nerd with his perfectly tight clothing his skateboard his hot girlfriend his perfectly coiffed hair so <laughs> really much more nervous about uh really makes you nervous about top gun maverick huh buddy i'm sure he's good in yeah. things but also i have not seen them well i'm sure china will tell me if i'm supposed to like one him. day I'll, I'll see under the silver lake but that movie looks like a commitment that i'm not ready to make yet i'll admit i i do kind of like emma stone in this but i think i just like her in everything i think she's a really talented actress the other thing about it is like she's kind of funny and that goes a long way uh longer than most other things in fact i which one was she in? she's in Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, everything else about this movie just kind of sucks. It feels like there is a lot of really broken pieces here. I never feel, really feel like I like Spider-Man the character. Correct. And so the I'll, I'll make this quick here. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make this quick. I should not walk out of a Spider-Man movie or close my laptop while watching a Spider-Man movie and say to myself, what is the appeal of this guy? And I've seen a lot of movies with Spider-Man in him. And the first thing I was wondering is like, wait, why do people like Spider-Man? <laughs> I had no idea. Like, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were dating in real life, and they could not have less chemistry on screen. This is, okay, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you did, because a lot of people told me that was like the only thing they liked about these movies is Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's chemistry. What chemistry? I don't no, see it at all. nothing there. <laughs> they look like they've never met each other in every single scene, including the scenes where they meet each other. <laughs> Alright, which of the classic villains are we getting? The lizard, huh? What's <laughs> he wants to turn everyone in New York into lizard people? All right, <laughs> just makes me think of the Spider Man, uh, the comic edit with the lizard. Don't worry, I gave him the antidote, Mary Jane. Then <laughs> why is they he still look like that? Oh, I peed him. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, our band I'll... doesn't need a new lyricist right now. I'll, I'll I'll wrap up Amazing Spider-Man one here with this. Jonesen for your fix. Uh, oh, this limp biscuit. <laughs> Dennis Leary is uh, he plays a cop in this. I guess he's like the head of the police or something like that, and he plays Emma Stone's uh, father, and he dies in battle with the giant lizard who attacks the city. And it sucks. Uh, <laughs> you see, when so you put bad. it that way, it makes it sound like this movie is watchable. It's this movie really, is like just, two and a half for hours the record, long. Really want to emphasize. This is not the kind of giant lizard man that we can <laughs> we do. We here at Real Deal No Sex Wheel would just like to make it clear, under no circumstances do you have to hand it to Amazing Spider-Man 1. Uh, anyway, he's dying in his death speech as he pretty much grabs, uh, you know the scene, he grabs Peter by the collar and says, listen to me, these are my final words. It is your solemn vow to heed my warning as a dying man please do not smang my daughter and peter says to his face no (laughs) (laughs) oh what are you gonna do about it old man now am i exaggerating yeah but you know my version is better than what we got on the movie so people are always gonna come for you don't fuck my daughter he's closes his eyelids (laughs) Ah, i'm gonna bang it out yeah um so that was it was bad but it wasn't like the worst comic book movie I've it's ever seen bad in my life. but it is one of i've seen a lot of comic book movies it is one of the most forgettable i've ever seen yeah it's just kind of middling it's just like that feels like more like a 90s comic book movie than anything else peter really it is seems middling like, and like 220 it is yeah that's dire the, that movie goes on it, it, the worst part about it is that spider-man is kind of at his worst in this movie isn't he like he's he it's, just seems more vengeful than anything else and, like, how do we have the big reveal of him finding out his identity? Oh, the lizard finds his camera that says, 
property of Peter Parker on it. Yeah, like, that and is... what? <laughs> Maybe take another draft. It's like, Maybe try again. You guys think that was a real lizard man? Yes. I it well, I have to admit, the CGI looks so good in this movie that, you know it was so hard to tell. Uh <laughs> it looks like a fucking PS2 game. Anyway, then I pass it up and I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2 next, not much to say, but I also watched Okay, the- <laughs> where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the cold open? That's a flashback to his yeah. parents doing Parker. some Jason Bourne mission on a fucking plane <laughs> Parker, you're gonna have to help me out with a little bit of this because you have about as much to say about it as I do. If I forget anything let me know and let me see if I, I can do anything here. I have not seen this in literal years, but it is seared in my memory more than most movies oh, that I actually Before enjoyed. we get into this, I might as well you know, give away that Parker has told me on many occasions that this is one of the worst comic book movies that he's ever seen. And I'm like, really? This, how he's could seen possibly? literally all of them. Yeah, so. I know. Except oh, for, yes, I, I have <laughs> seen them all. Yeah, there's no way correct. we can assign them to him. So. Don't look at that. <laughs> Anyway. My blood didn't run cold when I was at a friend's house going on HBO Go, and he went, "Oh, dude, Electra's on here." And I just froze, like, "Oh, it's already four a.m. What's up?" Anyway, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two open. <laughs> this is a Spider-Man movie. It opens with, I guess, his parents back in the twenties or whatever on some sort of secret plane that looked like it looks like one of those James Bond planes, and. They both get shot by this one guy, and they do the the dramatic loading screen throughout the whole thing like three different times, and then one of them gets sucked into a wind turbine. Is the file going to get uploaded? I sure hope so. Now, what was in that file? I do not remember. So yeah, go fuck yourself. That's what it was. <laughs> it was it was the disc that Gene Simmons needed to oh, right. poison yeah, the water. <laughs> Thank you. Someone's poisoning the water hole. No. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we couldn't wait for it, could we? Anyway, um, so he's uh, it cuts to Spider Man, who is the star of this movie for some reason, and uh, he's he does the whole I have to break up with Emma Stone again. They did this exactly word for word, beat for beat in the last movie, but they get reunited again at some point over a really stupid date, and it's not even a date, honestly. They they're not even in a relationship in this movie, as far as I can tell. They just happen to be in the same place at the same time. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, like, trying to be, like, clever or anything there, because it's not very clever to say. But mostly, like, they just happen to be together, but they're not together. Parker, you know what I'm saying, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, like, well, in the comic books, they're together, so we'll just keep putting them in the same frames and be like, I don't know, Peter, I might go to college. He's like, what? He, he doesn't even seem like he's against the idea. He's just like, whoa. College. I, he, it's like he didn't even remember that college existed. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, then he meets his lifelong friend, whose name I don't remember, and uh, <laughs> my favorite actor of Valerian, Dane DeHaan, <laughs> as sweet little Normie Osborne. Yeah, or so, is he Harry? I'm sorry. Which one's the son, and which one is his dad, who is dying of goblin disease? Or <laughs> Apparently, yeah, there Does was a, there was a very rich dad who was dying of goblin disease. We're not making that up. He looks like he's turning into a fucking ghoul. Yeah, he, and he, he just—he looks like he's turning into the guy from Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> he is morphing into drunk Jason Clark. So anyway, he brings up his son. Hey, Harry, you gonna catch Daddy a big fish? <laughs> <laughs> what a cool movie. So he brings his rich son, who hates him, because he made him go to boarding school. <gasps> Anyway, he... <laughs> the fucking nerd. Anyway, Harry Osborne also has goblin disease. 
<laughs> He's got goblin DNA. He has to fix it. But Chris, we're missing a couple villains. What did you think about Paul Giamatti's Russian accent? Now, I was not making it up when I told you that I haven't seen him yet in this movie. And I was like two thirds of the way through. You're like, oh, you missed him. <laughs> the first scene. I had to Paul pause Giamatti the movie. Like, hey, Spider Man, we got this. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> I remember being in the theater because my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, we should see it. And five minutes in, I'm looking around like, there's still like 2.25 left. I want to die. <laughs> I can't believe that Paul Giamatti was just like, oh, finally, I'm, you know, I've made it. I get to be in a real comic book movie. I'm going to be in a fucking Marvel movie. Yeah, you're going to be the rhino. You're going to drive a big scary truck. Remember the one that chased Sonic the Hedgehog in the Dreamcast game? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Roll around at the speed of fucking sound. (laughs) And then he gets swept up in his boxers. And that's funny because he's a large scary man, but he's in his boxers. I I don't know about you guys. I I like Paul Giamatti. I think he's a really good actor. But why is he... What is he doing? Well, you know, when his sideways co-star did Spider-Man 3, he's like, well, that seemed like a good experience. Let me try this too. Let me just hop on. So let's get back to... But we're forgetting another villain. Parker... We've only covered one, two, three plots so far. We have to get on to the fourth plot. to talk about Jamie Foxx. We have to talk about Jamie oh, no. Foxx, who I forgot the was The sequel to We Need to Talk About Kevin. We need to talk about Jamie Foxx and what he's doing. Jamie Foxx plays, I guess they call him Electro. Uh, I'd like to quote <laughs> nice. Mike Staclasa, who once real. said, No human being on Earth has ever said the words, Electro. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Where do we... Okay, so before he gets his powers, Chris, how would you describe his performance? Yeah, he is an Oscar winner. So uh, this is yeah. right off... This was, is technically true statement. This is, what, a decade off of Ray, and he was also in The Soloist. So this man knows what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's playing... The Virgin from the Chatted Virgin meme. And I'm not making that up. A hundred percent. The bumbling, stumbling virgin who lives at home with his mommy. And no one respects him at work. He makes his own cake for his birthday. And then BJ Novak shows up as his mean boss. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No fucking way. (laughs) This movie, we could do a three-hour episode. We really could. Every scene is just a... Fucking Pandora's box of the worst decisions. Now we've only covered four of the plots. We have to get to the yes, other plot. This movie is two and a half hours long and tries to sow the seeds for like their own MCU, which spoilers doesn't pan out. We need to talk about Peter's origin. Now, how in the world is they're trying to get like the uh, the DNA? Because you know, in the last movie, he's trying to turn them all into uh, lizard people. Yes, this, correct. So, I guess I can't believe they made a movie where the bad guy was Hillary. Oh, God damn it! That's what I was about to say. Damn, we're both sitting on the joke. Oh, yes, of course I was. Damn it! Oh fuck! All the right. second Alex, Alex the was done talking, I was going to blurt that out. <laughs> Al- I can't believe Alex got the uh, the money in the bag. So no, I had to do it to him. Ring the bell, ref. Yeah. He's goddamn reptilians up in. Well, we're both fighting oh, over Jamie Foxx's performance. Just sneaks in and steals that suitcase. We haven't even begun to cover Jamie Foxx's performance. Yeah, because he's walking down the street. He almost gets hit by a car, and Spider-Man swoops in and saves him. Yeah, Spider-Man's he's like, like oh, "You're my hey, special man. buddy, man. You're you're my friend. You gotta right? look out, man. You're my eyes and ears out here. You gotta help." He's like, "Oh my god, Spider-Man." Fox takes that way too seriously. He's just like, yeah, 
he meant it to me. He becomes like one of those weird, creepy, like fangirl stalkers sort of things. And then he gets. I'll say it. I'll say oh. it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Just okay. 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 I gotta. Hmm. He gets bit by an. <laughs> he pants. He's not just bit. He falls into a tank of electric eels and becomes blue. <laughs> The close-up, the fucking close-up of the gap in his teeth disappearing is the funniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) He's like leaning precariously, falls into the eel tank, and just becomes a giant blue electricity monster. So, Parker, would you say that this is the worst or second worst blue character in a comic book movie? (laughs) Oh, you tossed your movies. So cut to Electro, now just a blue dude in a hoodie walking down the street. And he's freaking people out because he's a monster. He just wanted people to notice him, much like Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. And uh, he's, he's his face is on TV everywhere. Everyone's like, Who, what's up with the blue guy? What's the, you, know, you know the blue guy? What's, what's going on with the blue guy? And Spider-Man's like, whoa, hey, chill out. We're all going to be friends here. He's like, okay, I'm going to be chill. And some sniper takes a shot at him. Why? Oh, because it's the company that bullshit. There's no good explanation. And he gets mad at the whole world and mad at Spider-Man too. Why? Because Spider-Man doesn't recognize him. <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't remember that he's Max because he looks like a monster. And then as this is happening, some fucking dubstep music is playing with Pharrell talking over it with his internal yo, monologue. Yo, 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 what the fuck? What yes. Holy yes. shit! That was like it's the just Pharrell saying, like, "You lied to me, Spider-Man." Over dubstep, it's so cool. <laughs> no, Alex, you, have you never seen this movie, Alex? I've never seen it, but I need to. You have yeah, this. No, is... Well, it is like two and a half hours. Chris, there is a reason I've been pitching this as an episode this... since we were like at episode thirty. Yeah, holy this fucking movie. shit! That song, I was laughing so hard, Alex. You, we are not describing it enough. There's no way for us to describe it in words. But literally, it's dubstep music with real. It's not even talking. It's like he's chanting. It's like Spider some sort of mantra. It's like, you lied to me. me. You lied to me. You <laughs> betrayed me. And I was going to die. so embarrassed in that it theater. the most humiliating thing I think I've ever seen in a comic book movie. <laughs> that includes Catwoman. <laughs> It is It is a fucking Batman Forever performance. It's like I'll the tell you saddest what. thing I think I've ever seen. So I now we have so all put this down in the notes. <laughs> yeah. So we have to move on to our next plot. You see now Oh, what happens next? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's still the wasting disease. We'll call it the goblin. <laughs> goblin it's disease. goblin disease. <laughs> the goblin disease. <laughs> now, he's... I guess he wants Spider-Man's blood. He goes up to Peter Parker. He's like, you know Spider-Man. You've taken a picture of him from really far away. So you can get his blood, right? And you take like, a picture of Spider-Man. Can you give me a vial of his DNA so I can cure my goblin disease? <laughs> All right, man. I'll see what I can do. Longtime friend I've never mentioned before. <laughs> his longtime friend who did not appear in the first movie and also... <laughs> look, I've, I've seen the comics in like the newspapers... I don't remember this guy, and I've seen. I don't, re- I don't really remember the cartoon very much, but I don't remember this guy at least. Like, they like, pay lip service to them being longtime friends by having them literally skip rocks and be like, "Hey, remember when we were kids? That was pretty cool." Like they're still it doing the thing where, like, so oh, Peter skips a rock, but he accidentally uses his spider power to skip it really far. <laughs> <laughs> That's what spiders can do. <laughs> so, um, 
let's get back to the other plot, which is Emma Stone wants to go to college, but not just any oh college. God. She wants to go to Oxford. But the- I was hoping you were going to say clown college. <laughs> no, Spider-Man can't go to Oxford. No, there's no crime in Britain. How is he going to keep the city safe? <laughs> They're doing such a good job of managing Northern Ireland. <laughs> so, actually, the, what, there was a scene that I couldn't tell if they were trying to be funny, but it made me laugh. It's right after the Electro fight, the first one. Where Peter uses time slowdown power, which spiders can do, to save people from electrocuting themselves on a handrail and stops this big car from flipping into all of them. And he stops it all and he looks at uh, Emma Zoe. He's like, so Oxford, huh? <laughs> like, like, yeah, you have such big problems. I couldn't tell if the, he was like, I, I thought that was supposed to be funny. I couldn't really tell. Um, there was one genuine line that did kind of make me laugh, but it, mostly because it was versus Andrew Garfield trying to be funny. It's a scene where she's in the um, the science lab and she has to escape those bad guys, and she pulls him into the janitor's closet, and he says, "This is like the most cliche hiding spot." And I'm like, "There's a pause for laughter." I'm like, "Really? That's supposed to be funny?" And she says, "I'm sorry, I didn't take us to the Bahamas of hiding places." And I was like. I don't know why that made me laugh. That sounds like something Alex would say. It does sound like yeah. something I would say. I can confirm. <laughs> that, that, I don't know. Rough week for the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, so, oh wait, there was a, I don't know if I, I laughed, but I, I thought it was a good scene. It was uh, when Peter, uh, Spider-Man, whatever, like, like webs. <laughs> he like, so fucking he like webs her hand so it's so it's stuck to the hood of the car so she can't follow him because she'll be in danger right and uh she yells out hey peter and then she immediately covers her mouth turns out that was an actual flub on her part and that actually really really works in the movie it's probably the best scene in the movie and it was completely by accident they had to accidentally put a good scene in the movie Actually, you hate to see. I, that. I really want to defend Emma Stone here because I think she's a really good actress, and actually, I think she was actually pretty decent in this movie. And one of the best parts of it was the graduation speech because it actually ties in to. What's oh my Spider-Man god! Is. Here's the th- no. Really, so I, I know I knew what the story was going in. So that whole speech, I'm like, yeah, movie. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, I didn't. So I was like, oh wait, that actually ties in. That fits like the pain that he's going through. And I, I don't know. I thought it was a really good speech. Turns out she wrote the whole thing because the people who wrote the script sucked. <laughs> so uh, she did the whole thing, and then she fucking dies. She gets <laughs> fucking burnt at the end of this. Movie. It's apparently one of the most iconic shots in comic book history. Yes, and she stayed dead in the comics for like sixty years, and she she hits the ground like a medicine ball. <laughs> Here's the, the whole time they're teasing. Can I talk oh about the God. best part? Let me t- I know what you're going to talk about. It I, must be. I think we both know. Good. <laughs> yes. She's, okay, Alex, I know I just spoiled. Oh, this main character dies. <laughs> but she's. Oh, no. Not spoilers yeah, in my comic yeah. book movie. She, How am I ever going to come back like, from spoilers in my comic Yeah, com- she's like falling down, right? And she's like reaching up to him. And you're like, oh, no. She might actually die here. Like, this is Emma Stone. And, like, you really like her. It's like the one person I like in this movie. And Spider Man is also in this shaft as they're like falling down. There's like girders that are also falling down and he shoots out the web to like try to catch her so maybe he can like save her right and it zooms in on the web as he's shooting it out and the web becomes a little hand and it just like her. little fingers reaching out <laughs> it's a little bitty hand you're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> movies are good. like like we got to this part because 
Peter's like, sorry, man, I can't get you Spider-Man's blood because he's a superhero and I'm a senior in high school. He's like, you're never my friend, Peter. And then he starts just, he just starts dying. Like, he starts aging rapidly. And he's like, I gotta go into my father's uh, lab here. Ha, huh, this giant hang glider and suit. This will cure my goblin disease. And he just becomes a green goblin. And I'm stealing this joke, but it's the best explanation for the entire third act, he looks like he is halfway through a werewolf transformation. <laughs> that is how you describe his teeth, his face, his hair. It is ghoulish. Now, he does... Uh, the Green Goblin ends up teaming up with Electro. But we don't want to skip the other plot here. You might notice, Alex, that there are about six different plots here. None of these, none of these are side plots. These are all, like... The F plot. <laughs> They're all, none of them like, takes priority. There's a point in this movie where Peter's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I should be with MJ. And he's just walking around. And then he just sees the ghost of Dennis Leary like glaring at him disapprovingly. Like, you better not fuck my daughter. And then he disappears. <laughs> but Parker, so I can't good. believe we haven't mentioned the subway scene. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> he goes to the subway. When he sets up his fucking true detective room and, oh, and finds the magic coins in his calculator to solve the mystery of, hey, were Spider-Man's parents bad guys? Spoilers, <laughs> they weren't. Because why would they be? The other thing, though, before before we do that, we have to talk about the Pepe Silvia like psychotic conspiracy board that he set up on his wall and then tore down for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he sets it all up while that fucking pop song plays. He's like... Oh, actually, she's in the calculator. That's pretty cool. And it turns Let out me it go find. It actually, it, I'm, I'm not kidding about this. It meant nothing. It contributed nothing. It should have been excised from the movie. But anyway. Well, he, you know, <laughs> on that constant fan theory of, huh, were Peter Parker's parents actually bad guys? Let's investigate no, that question you've toiled over so many times in your life. Now, here's the thing. I I want to be able to make sure I get this correct. Parker, fact check me if I'm incorrect. So he opens, he has, there's like this old school calculator in his dad's <laughs> satchel. And he opens it up, and instead of batteries, there's Chuck E. Cheese coins in there. He just finds shekels. He's like, <laughs> I, guess I'll, I guess I'll go to the fucking phantom toll booth and use these. So he's he's looking for. Uh, Damn, did this movie, did this, this fucking movie rip off? Yeah, I was about to say, dude? yeah, yes. that's the one. <laughs> so uh, he goes to platform nine and three quarters and finds that there is a secret underground Batman lab there. His I, dad just has a hidden fucking train car that can be accessed by magic coins. That's his secret science lab fucking... where he learns, hey, you actually have super special blood and only your blood works with the spider thing. That's why you have your powers. No, I'll tell you, isn't, that, I'll tell you. isn't that more fun than just like being some hard on your luck this, kid? This lab bubbles out of the ground and then he finds out that why does my DNA work with the spider bite? Because anyone else would have like died, mutated or whatever. Turns out that spider bite was injected with his dad's own blood. So his dad injected Peter with his own blood. So therefore, he has two chromosomes. So thus, Peter Parker has autism. Hey, Peter, Same. I did a uh, cum tribute on your mega spider. Sorry, <laughs> you have my DNA now. Oh, I left a spider web watching this movie. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, the climax takes approximately four hours. Oh my god! <laughs> it. I just wish you going. could just, like, go back in time and see the look on my face in the theater when Electro is beating up Spider-Man and a dubstep version of the Itsy Bitsy Spider starts playing. 
Jesus Christ, no I, way. I thought I was going to die, legitimately. <laughs> I don't, I, you guys are trolling. This, this is a real movie. two hours into this movie, I'm hearing this, and I'm just, it's like a mirage in the desert. Like, surely no one else hears this, right? Now, here's the thing. I loved Venom, and I, I part of it was because I recognized how idiotic it was. I cannot say I love this, but I do love talking about it. This is absolutely one of the ones you have to sort of watch for the experience. Like, I don't love Catwoman, but Catwoman is still a must-watch for the basketball scene alone. What year was this? 2014. I have not Jesus seen it Christ, since really? theaters, and this is that vivid in my memory. It has... Every fucking scene is just glued in there, because I've... It's Man. an experience. It, it is... You don't forget it. It is a new bar that you judge movies by for a long time. I this movie is, you know what? That, that's the thing is we always talk about like what are the worst comic book movies and Catwoman. I'm pretty sure still wins the biscuit, but I mean there's other ones like Steel. Most of the really bad ones came out in the '90s. Every single fan, Fantastic Four, whatever, those are all bad. Wade too. <laughs> yeah, I will not get trolled yeah. on my. I'm not I don't, wrong. Well, I don't care. Every single <laughs> MCU movie. But uh it's yeah, this Blade. Uh, <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> But like this this is up there. But mostly this is just a product of like so many things going wrong. This is just every single thing falling apart. If you want to talk about it like kind of generally, boy does does this feel like a Sony movie? <laughs> I mean, the scene where Goblin, his name is Goblin now, <laughs> is walking through Oscorp. In the background, you see the Doc Ock arms, the vulture wings. It's like, hey, guys, what if all your favorite villains were made by Oscorp? There's going to be sequels. Nice. You're going to see all your favorites coming soon. Like, there's breadcrumbing, and then they're just being like, hey, guys, guess what you're going to watch in two years? And then two years after that. And then after that. <laughs> It just it's, doesn't work. I'm sure, hope nothing goes wrong with that yeah. plan. So the thing about it is that there's just a lot of really little failures that really build up. There's not anything as quite as major as Catwoman, I suppose, but it just doesn't work. It goes on for way too long. There's way too many plots. Uh, there's a lot of really asinine stuff in this movie. Um, the only reason I recommend it is you kind of have to see it to believe it. And again, the music, the dubstep, the itsy bitsy spider, the pharaoh. You lied to me. You betrayed me. And <laughs> hey Chris, in case you're wondering, the very, very last shot of the movie where he like flies at the rhino and it cuts to black. That was the final shot in every single trailer. That was the money shot they sold the movie on. Oh my God. Oopsies. <laughs> All right. So just cast your mind back, sitting in that theater. You experience this, just shock and awe. Credits roll, and you hear <laughs> one lone man in my theater started to clap, and I had a fucking out of body experience. <laughs> I could not comprehend what was happening. Oh like, it was just the middle of an afternoon on, like, a Sunday, and this dude saw that. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Oh, I guess it's... Parker knows that I've seen this movie now. <laughs> Damn. Uh, your hand. Anyway, still had Emma Stone in it, so three out of five. Uh, next movie I watched was, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's called The Terror, and it stars Jack Nicholson, and it was directed by two people at the same time. Yes, you can do that. One of them was Roger Corman. 
And the other oh, one, that movie. Okay. and the other one was a young up and comer who didn't really make much of a name for himself, named Francis Ford Coppola. And uh, this movie is actually kind of decent. Uh, this is a really young Jack Nicholson, still mildly hideous, but uh, it, it's it's okay. It's a kind of a ghost story. It's a little bit nonsensical, Ooh. which even Jack Nicholson has uh, admitted. This is more in line for a Parker movie, I guess. Although it is 1963, but it's in color. Actually. Fast fairly stunning color for 1963 now the next one i want i, I kind of want to limit myself on the next one mostly because i spent a lot of time talking about spider-man but uh also as you should <laughs> the spider-man part of oh, yeah. uh also i i want to limit myself just because a lot of other people have talked about it i sat down and i watched dave chappelle sticks and stones the netflix special and my my only reaction is really this is what you people were mad about this is what everyone's up in arms about. You people. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one again. Like Chris, <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> this is what everyone's upset about. This is this is the thing that's got everyone so angry. Really, this this doesn't this isn't really that bad. Uh, I liked it. I thought most of the jokes were pretty funny. Some of them don't really work. Uh, most of them do. Most of them are very funny. I was laughing pretty hard at work at this. Um, so my least favorite thing about stand-up comedy is talking about it so uh i'll just close with this at the very beginning of the special he quotes some of the lyrics from 1999 by prince but he doesn't quote the opening remember the slowed down computer voice that says don't worry i don't want to hurt you i just want you to have some fun that's kind of the point of this these are just jokes you don't have to get mad it's just a netflix special I've never been mad. Good. I mean, like, Ever. I mean, he makes some good points in it too. There's some societal things in there that kind of add up, but they're, they're jokes. They're supposed to be funny. He's trying to make you laugh. You know, that's that's the point of it. Then I watched probably the best movie I've seen all year. A hundred percent, Julian Edelman, the uh, Showtime documentary on him. All right, next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really this. anything but this. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have anything to say about it. It was all right. Um, yeah, I'd love seeing Dave Portnoy, my favorite guy in there. Uh, I feel trapped because I already just... made Chris my jerk of the week. <laughs> he can just teleport through any electrical current. <laughs> so they'll just be having a conversation, and then Blue Jamie Foxx will be here and be like, Have you found Spider-Man? <laughs> you lied to me. You <laughs> I forgot about Thank you so much for reminding me about Please that. make that the opening music. It's on YouTube. I, don't ask me why I know that. It has to be on some sort of soundtrack that, or something. Make that the closing. Um, okay, next up... I, I, I should talk about this. Um, I watched a movie called Love and Mercy. And it came out in 2014. Oh, no. And it on the poster it says, starring John Cusack as Brian Wilson. Not the pitcher, the guy from the Beach Boys. Uh, it does, in fact, star uh, John Cusack as Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. But he's not the real draw here. The real draw is Paul Dano. Or Dano, which, I don't know. I'm going to call him Paul Dano. And Paul Fredo. Yeah. Whoa, offensive. We hear Dano's Hex Appeal. Much like Dave Chappelle, I am uncancelable. <laughs> Paul Dano is so good in this movie. I I think I like it more than most people would like this movie because I'm a really hardcore Beach Boys fan, but this is really, really well done. I really liked it. Also has uh, Paul Giamatti as that evil psychiatrist who tried to like, who pretty much ruined Brian Wilson's life and just made it like hell on earth. And he's really, really good in this. He's really scary. So I, I love Love and Mercy. I, I think everyone should watch it. My biggest problem is the title. 
The only reason they called this Love and Mercy is because that's the name of a Brian Wilson song that he sings in the credits. It has nothing to do with what happens in the movie, so they should have titled it anything else. The last Chris, as a as a big Beach Boys fan, how does it make you feel knowing that they made the second best version of Good Vibrations? Good. <laughs> you know that feeling, that universal feeling when you see Good Vibrations, you're like, oh fuck yeah, and then it's like. Oh, <laughs> next song. <laughs> good, keep those good. Anyway, um, then I watched. Uh, time. Then I watched Wayne's World with Michelle, who had never seen Wayne's World before. How oh, come on? How have you never seen? Like as soon as you tell me you've never seen Wayne's World, all right? I know what we're doing today. No, you don't get to go home. You have to watch. Uh, that movie still holds up. Still funny as hell. Uh, I think my favorite line. I always forget about like uh, my favorite line from every movie. I think my new favorite line from this one is. Uh, He's going through, like, the reasons that Cassandra would rather date Rob Lowe than Wayne. Uh, and he's like, A, she's, he's got a really good profile. B, he's super rich. C, he drives a nice car. D, he's, uh, he's going to get her a really good record contract. E, does not live with parents. To which Wayne responds, uh, how, how about this? F, you're a gimp. <laughs> the movie's really and good. <laughs> Michelle, unfortunately, Michelle did not get the Terminator 2 cameo. The fucking greatest movie cameo of all time. As it turns out, uh, Mike Myers is kind of hard to work with. He hated that scene and also the entire movie. And also working well, with everybody. Well, when left to his own devices, we've seen what he's capable of. <laughs> yeah. And by well, we... I, he, he might have enjoyed it a lot more if he was wearing a suit made of human hair. <laughs> <laughs> the most haunting things I've ever read in my life. Wait, you, wait, was that the one where you saw the image of him just sitting by himself with his hands on his knees, looking at nothing? <laughs> just sort of like looking at the ground, just alone. That shot of him hanging himself from that tree at that kid's party as the cat in the hat is the most cursed image on the planet. You say that, but I think it's the one where he gets an erection looking at their mom. Oh god, I forgot... <laughs> And then he meets Paris Hilton in the... Fuck, no. We can't, I cannot do <laughs> this again. Next week's episode. I cannot do this again. So... Football's around the corner, one, folks. But two kitties. <laughs> My cold circuit is turned So... <laughs> oh, this year's gonna Finally, hurt. I... You know, uh, tradition. When I get super drunk, I mean super wasted, I text Parker and I ask him... I need a movie that I need to watch. He initially recommended me from Beyond, which I've already seen. So instead, he had me watch Maniac Cop. And first of all, I'm sure insulted did. that you never mentioned this to me before. Uh, it's got. <laughs> I mean, I did on the show. Loud. He no, did. he did. Yeah, it's, no, it's no. definitely on my heart. No, I was just making a joke. Uh, this <laughs> okay. has Bruce Campbell and Robert Zadar and uh, Richard Roundtree and who else is in this? I'm missing an obvious Tom one. Atkins. Yeah, Tom Atkins. <laughs> I forgot because Tom Atkins oh, dies in the yeah. first act. It's so good in this movie. Now, the movie kind of plays it weird because uh, they're like, yeah, there's this guy going around killing people, and they sort of play it like, oh, maybe it was Bruce Gamble for a bit. Turns out... <laughs> and then you see the profile of the cop, you're like, all right, movie, yeah. go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I... No, well, it was also kind of obvious. As soon as I saw Robert Zadar, I'm like, well, he's going to stand out in the crowd. <laughs> uh, and then you just barely see the chin. It's like, oh, the only man with a bigger chin than uh, Bruce Campbell, Robert Zadar. You see a silhouette of that fucking Sebastian Gorka head, and it's like, well, what if Bruce Campbell did it? Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> this Easter Island motherfucker's the only one that could have done it. 
Bruce Campbell's pretty good in this. He's not great. In fact, it might be his worst role. But he's still pretty good, even at his worst. <laughs> uh, I, I like him. I'll watch him in anything. This is an okay movie. It didn't knock my socks off, but I guess I maybe I need to see the sequels, which apparently also it's, have Robert Zadar. <laughs> the sequel. I have not seen three, but two is incredibly good. <laughs> that movie gets really fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, Alex, what did you watch? Pass. Parker, what did you watch? <laughs> well, I did not watch much because I spent most of this week trying to not die in my apartment. Let's see here. Oh, I'll save that for last. Okay, I'll just say a couple things here. So I watched a movie from 1999 called Stir of Echoes that stars Kevin Bacon. And it was really fucking good. And I'm watching it like, why has no one told me about this movie? Like, why does no one know it exists? It's about, he's like this middle-aged dude. He's got a wife and family. And he goes, there's like some big family gathering, and his wife's sister is like, hey, let's yeah, let's do some dumb shit, oh my god, let's, I'm gonna hypnotize you, won't that be fun? And she does, and he's like super susceptible to it, like it hits him hard. And he starts seeing shit. And it's pretty clear he's seeing a ghost, and the movie ends up being him trying to solve like the, the murder of this girl that used to live in his house. And there's another wrinkle where his son can very clearly see her. Like, he's talking to someone you don't see. And you're like, huh, a kid talking to ghosts, huh? And you realize this came out a month after The Sixth Sense. And that's why nobody saw it, which is really disappointing. Because it's very good. Kevin Bacon is great in it. It was a month after Sixth Sense and two months after Blair Witch and The Haunting. So, like, that whole subgenre, everyone was good. And it was a real shame. That's a rough beat. Mm-hmm. You absolutely hate to see it. My friend and I sat down. We turned on Jurassic World 2. We got 15 minutes in, and then we stopped watching Jurassic World 2. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Wait. That movie. This is oh, your friend and like... your idea of having fun with a friend is turning on Jurassic World 2? Well, dude, let's have some drinks and watch a shitty movie. Hey, let's watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> it took Did too long to get to the Dinosaur Island. No, I... We paused it and realized how far in we were. I was like, you know what? Pass. <laughs> I know I've never seen a live dinosaur, but I'm absolutely a certified dinosaur veterinarian. Yeah, that was... <laughs> hearing that again was a real, like, you know, maybe this is a bad idea. That movie is long. And I, we said our piece about <laughs> That's it. That's true. That Please was one of our best episodes, though. It's so good. Actually, you know, I, now, I would have stuck with that movie just to get to the part where you're like, you know what she is, right? And it shows the little girl. She's a clone of her parents. <laughs> and then he just She's kept, a dinosaur. That's what I was hoping for. I kept hoping that she'd be a pterodactyl. She'd just go, and then he gets murked by a fucking dinosaur. Oh, man. Better movie. Right? Like, fucking animals get gassed. Oh, wait, no. They get released into the wild to colonize the Earth. Uh, it's, uh, to uh, just fucking terraform the planet. Because they're dinosaurs. Well, we didn't want to, like, kill them. I had to release them because they're dinosaurs, just like me. Wait. (laughs) Shout out to my dad Ah, guesting on that podcast. (laughs) So my dad guessed it on the podcast and Alex, girl Alex didn't. (laughs) Maybe that's what she gets us for. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. (laughs) Despite the fact that we mentioned it every episode. Anyway. uh, No, I I forgot that was one of the reasons. I forgot she was supposed to be on that. No, that one in the mag, yeah. Whoops. Oops. Well, the mega's a different yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Edit all that out. 
So there's a found footage movie that's Spanish called REC, short for record. I'm just going to call it Rec because I'm lazy. Yeah. One of my favorite horror movies. Legitimately fucking terrifying. The whole like last ten minutes is... Oh god, I know what you watched. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because your boy opened up his Stars app. It's all recommended for you. Quarantine. So I turned it on. What if all of the realistic like people that look like they lived in a lived-in world were replaced with the world's shittiest actors, and then the lead was Deb from Dexter. <laughs> Correct. It sucks <laughs> so fucking bad. Like, the it first 15 unwatchable. minutes is just them hanging out with these firefighters, and then 15 minutes, and you're like, cool. I hate all of them. I don't care if they die. You know what's really scary is CGI blood really immersive to get in there with those found footage cameras try and give it this real gritty feel and then just have the shittiest fake blood that movie sucks so much ass it's like a shot for shot remake and yet it fucks up so spectacularly on every level just absolute hot trash so let me guys tell you what happened to me today today's tuesday had the day off Went to Fuzzy's Tacos for Taco Tuesdays. Just stockpiled a big old bag full of $1.50 tacos. Feeling good. Head to the store to grab a drink. Walk past a Redbox machine. What does that say on new releases? Does that say Ma? <laughs> well, golly jeepers. <laughs> Let me swipe my card and come home. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Guys, Ma is bad. But also, don't say. it is... Something to behold. It is aggressively shitty in all of the ways that I enjoy it. Like, we... Because you've seen the trailer. Like, you know the whole premise. Oh, I have seen the trailer too many times. We waste no time getting to that. Like, within 20 minutes, the kids are already like, why is she Snapchatting us every day with videos telling us to come over and hang out? This lady's fucking crazy. And it just keeps ramping up. Like, it's so fucking good. Like, in the middle of this movie, they go to investigate something in the house, and it's just, surprise, Ma has a daughter who has Munchausen by proxy and is being kept bedridden in a wheelchair. This does not play into the movie. This is just a 45 minutes in reveal. What the f- In case you didn't already know, she's crazy. Like, she has all these kids over, and every time teens start making out, you'll just, like, the camera will pan, and you'll just see her glaring angrily at them, and getting really, really mad at these hot teens. And, like, an hour in, the movie just decides, like, okay, let's fucking go with this now. We get, like, the whole flashback of what happened to her in high school, which is incredibly fucked up, and like, oh, hey, movie, maybe let's not talk about this. Jump cut to her driving. She sees one of the people she went to high school with jogging on the road, swerves and just hits the gas and just runs her over dead immediately. And that's when the movie decides, like, she's just going to start flat-out murdering people now. If you want to see Luke Evans almost get a prosthetic dick cut off, do I have the movie for you? <laughs> oh. I thought this movie was PG-13. <laughs> he wakes up tied to a bed, she lifts a towel, and there's just a giant fake dangling cock i was like oh shit movie <laughs> it's it is Holy so shit. bad but also <laughs> like it, 
the, the whole like second act is just these kids like at school like oh man i got so much homework to do tonight i don't know they turn the corner and she's just at the school like hey your party <laughs> i got a beer pong table they're like yeah i know i got school all right well, enough about those losers you two want to come with me and just like aggressively sending them video messages constantly <laughs> just it's the dumbest premise and she plays it like a hundred percent straight and it's so good <laughs> Chris, you would be miserable. Alex, there's a 100% chance you will watch it before this <laughs> Correct. Is over. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, because you get near the end, like, all right, this movie is like, we've been watching this for a while. It's got to wrap up soon. And then she has a big party at her house. And then the main girl shows up late. And you realize, like, oh, something was in that punch. And then the movie really gets going. Because <laughs> everyone's falling over. And then you see Ma just walk outside, slam the cellar door and lock it, and you're like, oh, okay, it's time now. <laughs> it is very bad, but also very good. 50% of you listening will have a great time. The other 50 will not make it past the first act. And that's fine. So, folks, which of these two movies are we talking about first? Well, it makes a little bit more sense for us to talk about uh, Idle Hands, which... Alex didn't get a chance to see it, so Parker and I are going to do our duty and tell you guys all about Idle Hands. And Alex, you can listen in. This is like a fan getting to sit in the recording studio. <laughs> yeah. Well, Van Halen Just records. a little people with my popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, it, turn, it turns out today is, in fact, recording day and not the day before recording day. You truly yeah, hate to see it, Yeah, this is the definition of hating to see it. Of all weeks. <laughs> you, you, you could have avoided so many landmines in your life. <laughs> now, oh, this will be in my near future, don't you worry. Now, usually when Parker starts talking about it, I kind of just zone out, and I look at something else, I don't really listen to it. Same. I just heard him talk about, like, oh, it's the ultimate 90s movie, came out in 99, Seth Green is in it, Jessica Alba's in it, Vivica A. Fox is in it, I'm like, oh, hey, this is sounding pretty <laughs> interesting. There's a scene in which uh, a dead Seth Green watches the music video for Dragula. <laughs> And I was the like, entire <laughs> music the entire video. Music video. <laughs> it's the whole song. <laughs> and I'm like, how oh, many movies have we done with Dragula? Not now? enough. So <laughs> we're working our way through the whole yeah. canon. <laughs> 104 million views on YouTube. It's incredible. Uh, anyway, uh, I was like, movies that have <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's so good. It's. I, I did not know uh, what the tone of this movie was going to be. It's called Idle Hands. And Parker, I believe you told me it was a horror movie because it was on the They Shoot Zombies, Don't They list. This is sort of a horror movie. This is far more of a comedy first. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this much of a comedy because the first act is uh, not really that indicative of what it's going to be. Like, you can talk about the uh, opening if you'd like. Well, I mean, the cold opening is just meeting this sweet old couple... The father of which, played by Fred Willard. And they're just having, you know, just regular old suburban white parents going to sleep. You know, making small talk about the day and their plans for the next day. And then they just get brutally fucking murdered. And you don't see who does it. You don't know how. But they just die these awful bloody deaths and you're like... Okay, movie. Let's see what you got here. I, I have to admit, I made notes about, boy, that bed sure is moving a lot. She's being dragged underneath and the blood is spewing out all over the place. Okay, intro credits then. 
So I guess this movie is going to be like one of those really ultra-violent, gory killers. Like uh, Wishmaster or something, you know? Although, didn't quite match the opening <laughs> scene of Wishmaster, but it's up oh, there. <laughs> Future episode and a half. Yeah, this, uh, but this is like, okay, let's hear the thing. Oh, here's the shittiest 90s kid we've ever seen in our life. <laughs> you just look at him and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. You are me. Thank you, movie. <laughs> it's just, he's got, that are not even frosted tips, it's like frosted roots. And uh, <laughs> so good. He comes in, I can't believe I said that. He, uh, he just plops down in front of the TV and starts smoking a bowl, lights some incense, and does nothing. Because that's what this guy is. He is a slacker. Same. Um, now, I have to admit, it took me about, this movie's what, 90 minutes long? It took me two hours to realize that, oh, idle hands are the devil's playground. I get it. So uh, he's, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the worst thing in the world happens to him. He runs out of weed. So he has to... And he can't find his parents. Where are his parents? What's going on? <laughs> I feel like we should just say now, if you don't know the name Devin Sawa, he's the dude in the video for Stan, the Eminem song. <laughs> that is our main character. <laughs> I can see... think it's fucked up. You don't write your fans back. Yes. <laughs> that is who we're supposed to envision ourselves yeah, as you're supposed to... is the main character from final destination one <laughs> and also casper in human form oh my god that was him holy shit yes on up in the world. you are casper with best friend seth green yeah so he goes over to to visit his good friend seth green and also okay parker parker <laughs> that guy parker, is me parker i what is, felt i so need seen. you to say the character's name out loud <laughs> do we not remember it I do not. I went to IMDb. The 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 uh, actor's name is Eldon Henson. The character's name is That's spelled not real. capital P N U B. Oh, my boy Pino. <laughs> I don't. My favorite actor and football player, Corn Eldon. I don't know if they ever actually. <laughs> I don't know if they ever actually say P Dub in this movie. <laughs> But it looks like it's just nub or something. I don't know. What the fuck? How do I grow peanut? Yeah, anyway, he's there also smoking weed with his good friend Seth Green. And Seth Green's hair in this movie is... Aggressive. I did not expect his hair to look like that. And I've seen Seth Green's hair in disarray before, but not quite like this. It is truly something to behold. He dyed it black, and oh my goodness. On a scale of one to rugged. <laughs> oh, it's only an eight. But uh, this future episode. <laughs> anyway, he goes over there, and his friends are like, "Dude, you don't do anything all day. All you do is just sit around and watch TV and smoke weed, as they're currently doing." And uh, he's like, "You know, you know, if I had my ideal life, I'd watch TV and smoke weed." So uh, he has no. Buddy, ambition. I'm here to tell you, you can live your dreams. <laughs> Anyway, he rushes to the basement uh, window, and before I talk about Jessica Alba in this movie, who's 18. For the record. <laughs> Thank you. I to, I'll close My up hands are in the air, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's too young for Broly. Anyway, uh, he rushes over because he sees her there like, dude, why don't you just go like talk to her or something? And it couldn't really be that hard. I mean, this guy doesn't seem to care about anything else in the world. I have to admit, this is just a genuine thing here. I, I didn't make a note of it, but I made like a mental note of it. Parker, I miss the room aesthetic of the 90s. I want that basement. Dude, 
That is the coziest basement I've ever I, seen in my life. I made both have people blankets. I like the... It is this basement and the mall rat's basement. Like, let me just live in there the rest of my I'm life. I'm so mad that I never got one of those basements. I I want that wood paneling. I love wood paneling. Bring oh it back. God. I crave I crave it with every waking it's moment. The, it's the coolest thing. You could just, like, put the wood paneling... Right. Okay, our TVs are too big for that now. But still, come on. Why not? Figure it yeah. out. Yeah. I'll work on something. When I get a house... That's that's the studio. Yeah, that's the studio. <laughs> wood panel. We're absolutely doing it. Just a wood paneled basement and us huddled oh, up. Guys, why are the acoustics so shitty in here? <laughs> Free pizza. Anyway, you gotta put some more plants in here so we can cut down on the echo. <laughs> Dampen the noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the reason. Um, anyway, uh, he leaves, and it turns out that they were hiding weed from him the whole time. And this is what I realized: the movie is not just. Um, I was like, wait, this movie's actually like kind of funny, like. At that point, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of funny that they were hiding the weed from him. Seth Green is about as funny as ever, which is usually pretty good. I actually like Seth Green and most things he does. How do you guys feel about Seth Green? It's okay if you if you like hate him or something. There's a lot of hits and a lot yeah, of misses. Yeah, uh, I told Parker about it. The misses are real big misses. What are, what are like I, some of the misses? Um, miss me with robot chicken that, forever. Wow, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what okay, I told so him. Here's like, the thing. That's, he's been doing that for like 15 the, years, and I don't think This is kind of like it. a sidebar here, but I was just like... Uh, I was like, wow, it's unfortunate that Seth Green never really like made a bigger anything, and, and Parker went right away. It's like, I'm never going to watch Robot Chicken. I'm like, I realize I've never actually seen it, and uh, I guess you guys have very... Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, Those are some short episodes. I, I wouldn't have to burn through much <laughs> bankroll at all, huh? I, would I, Squidward? Well, I'm sure they're very good, and you would like to... Says the Patriots are at the Dolphins week, that, too. That God. game usually goes well, yeah, right, Chris? I just remember, like, the first season has a parody of Kill Bill, but it's Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. That is a product of its time. Even at that age, I was like... This kind of but, sucks. Like, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch something else and then watch this Family Guy rerun. But like even getting back to Seth Green is like I didn't hate him in Without a Paddle, and I I liked him in uh, the Austin Powers movies, and uh, as yeah, should. and I I even thought that he was one of the best parts of the original movie version of It. So I'm very happy with his performance in Scream. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot he was in Scream for a second. Uh, actually, I might as well give it away right now. I legitimately think Idle Hands is a better movie than Scream. I, I know it's a hot take, but Idle Hands I'm going to be thinking about for maybe the rest of my life. I might have to get the Blu-ray. I will be double featuring both of them quite frequently this October. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Uh, anyway, basically, the reason I'm talking about Seth Green so much is I think that he's really funny, and he's especially funny in this, and that this movie is worth watching for the comedy elements. Anyway, he follows Jessica Alba. He gives her her book that she dropped, and... Uh, he's too shy to talk to her. It just, it's just a very, very odd scene because he doesn't care about anything else in life. He hasn't gone to school in six months. Why would he care about a girl rejecting him? First of all, this dude looks smelly, all right? I, I just want to say this guy looks greasy as fuck. Um, anyway, he goes home and... Did he get, like, some fake weed from his friend or something? What is the scene that happens? Is this here? the part where he tries to buy the weed off the cops? Oh yeah, I forgot he tries to buy weed from cops. Basically, the cops get yeah. low on cash and start selling They're weed. Like, he gets hassled by two cops. One of it, which is the lesser McPoyle, and his go-to is like, "So are y'all holding?" It's like I'm desperate because weed is addictive, and uh, he desperately needs it's a gateway. Chris, <laughs> he desperately needs weed. <laughs> he is he's very low on weed, so the weed rat goes home, and I think he tries to smoke oregano. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, 
anyway, it's a this is an odd scene. I I think I had trouble focusing on this. Anyway, he wakes up and it turns out he's killed his parents. <laughs> <laughs> we learn after all these silly antics of him and his stoner friends making jokes about fucking Hanson in the Red <laughs> Shoe Diaries and trying to buy weed off cops, and all of a sudden like, oh fuck, I murdered my parents. It's so out of nowhere. So that's when you realize, like, oh, that's what kind of movie this is. Got it. Yeah, this is about where it becomes obvious because his parents are laying on the ground. I'm like, okay, this is where your tone is. What are you going to do? He calls over his friends, Peanub and Mick. <laughs> and Peanub. Wait, Parker, is Peanub the guy who directed Catwoman? <laughs> that's good that's good stuff <laughs> Dub starts he gets on the stage and starts pounding on the chest of his dad he's like what are you doing man that's my dad Tractorous, I forgot about that he says it's, it's, it's CPR to just start pounding on his chest like you're Paul Phoenix he's, he's been dead for like a day <laughs> trying to punch him back to life his mom's eyes was like, I was just trying to resuscitate them. And uh, they're like, oh, what's going on? There's like, there's blue writing on the wall, I guess it says, I'm under the bed, which doesn't make any sense. And it turns out his hand is blue. He's like, wait, the killer was wearing my shirt. And the killer was wearing me, which is such a stupid line. I'm like, is that intentional? Is it not intentional? And then you guys have both seen Evil Dead 2, right? No, Chris, I've never. <laughs> come on. I've been sorry. I actually, come on, that was, a, that was a good one. I actually didn't watch this movie in protest because oh, yeah. I knew that line Anyway, uh, if you remember the scene where uh, Ash's hand gets bad and starts attacking him, that's the rest of the movie. <laughs> <That is> the, <laughs> like, how quickly they just realize, like, all right, so our friend killed his parents, cool. Um, so are we cool? <laughs> Should we call the cops? Or Like, they're incredibly chill about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I have to because admit. Because they just uh, want to keep smoking weed. Seth Green is surprisingly calm. He's just like, I'm going to call 911. Hey, 911, my friend's got a bit of a problem. Might have killed his parents. Let's check this out. <laughs> <laughs> really Happens good. to the best of now, us. Now, I'm so. not making this up when I say it's really just that hand scene from Evil Dead 2. Because he is making the exact same faces that Ash Williams is making. Just like, I can't control it. Oh, no. Bottle right into Seth Green's head. Uh, which stays with him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> That's such good makeup. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> he accidentally just fucking dome shot Seth Green. <laughs> and then zombie Seth Green just has a bottle sticking out of his head for the rest of yeah, the movie. Yeah, and then then he accidentally kills his friend Peanut with a, with a fucking like razor blade sort of thing. What is, what is that? Roto, Roto blade or something? You're a redneck, you should I remember how... Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm white trash. I don't know how things First of work. all, that's also the exact same effect from uh, Evil Dead 2. Remember the flying eyeball? That's the exact same effect <laughs> that they used for that flying uh, Roto, Raider Blade, whatever. And it uh, cuts off. Is his... this the scene where he uses the shitty kitchen gadget to try and cut his hand off and it just doesn't budge? Oh, we'll, get... <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh, at the beginning. He cuts off his friend's head. and So he's killed Seth Green and his parents and <sighs> Peanub. <laughs> just keep saying yeah, so it. he just keeps so he's sitting on the couch right and he's just like okay maybe i should smoke a bowl and try to figure this out and then the cat starts bothering him he's like go away cat i don't want this and this then the hand go, goes sentient again and grabs a cat and twirls it around by a sail and fucking launches it out the window and the cat goes 
it goes out the window. And I laughed like an eight-year-old. He fucking helicopters that cat by the tail and just launches him out the window. That, that's, like, really what I knew, that it is just, like, a pure comedy. Because it's, like, with a slight dark edge to it, man. Because the cat's still alive. <laughs> and then you never see it again. No, I'm pretty sure you do see it again because he walks by the bush that it landed in. And the thing is growling. I'm like, like, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> then he decides you, that, he, <laughs> that he goes out looking for his cat and his hand accidentally controls him to take him to Jessica Alba's place. Whom amongst now, us? <laughs> anyway, he this deal doesn't sound so you bad. Say this, <laughs> you say this and he's just like out on the front porch and Jessica Alba is making eyes at him. She has hungry nature in her eyes. And uh 18 for the record. Yeah, very important that she's 18. Actually, it's kind of weird because she's still really, really pretty, and this guy just looks kind of shitty. And, like, what does she possibly see in this guy? I guess the fact that he returned her. How book. many movies do we see where that's yeah, the case? Yeah, but I, it's especially bad in like here. most of I don't them. Know. Anyway, uh, so she's like, oh, why don't we skip all this foreplay and go come into my room, big boy? She's kind of, she doesn't have the same voice, but she has the same sort of attitude that Uma Thurman had in, in Batman and Robin. <laughs> and I, we will get to that was, with the next movie. Was, was big was Big Boy's associate Moriarty also invited? Just <laughs> <laughs> asking the real questions here. I'm glad you had to step into that. So he goes up to her room, and it is. I guess if I was a girl, I'd say, now that's the room that I want from the 90s. It's just full of all this girl shit. Uh, apparently she plays bass in a heavy metal band. We never see her do this. We never see her even dress like this. And the first time we see her, she's dressed like olive oil. But uh, anyway, she... <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I actually yelled that out loud. I was like, is that fucking olive oil? Oh, it's Jessica Alba. Whatever. <laughs> anyway... So the hand goes bad, and what do you think it does? It grabs her ass. Oh no, a misunderstanding in a 90s movie. Uh, and she's like, wow, I like that. You're so brave. I didn't know you had the balls to do that, big boy. And uh, she, <laughs> anyway, she starts making out with him, and the hand is still going insane. And I couldn't help but laugh. This is a really funny scene. I... I, I might try this next time. This is... That hand is doing a real... <laughs> give an inch, you take a mile. It's like... Oh, cool! I'm still in the room. Well, let's keep going. It's, it's let's see what happens. Like one of the funniest makeout scenes I think I've ever seen. Just because the guy's face initially is just like, I get to make out with Jessica Alba. Hell yeah, man! Let's go in for it. And the he is doing a really great job. His, his hand is just going nuts. He's like, ooh, 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 ooh. it's like gripping her too hard. She's like, shoulder. There we go. <laughs> it's just funny. And then he's just like, uh, and, and she like gets out like, what is, what's up with your arm, dude? What, like, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to get it in here. And he's just like, uh, uh, uh. and he like takes some sort of fabric and like ties up his hand to like the bedpost. And he does this little look at the bedpost like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and she obviously does the thing. It's like, oh, kinkies. Yeah, funny. Uh, masochists are less than people. Anyway, uh, she, she, Continues to make out with him after he's tied up his head. I, that is like the funniest scene where he's just like, eh, 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 like he's Wiley Coyote. <laughs> anyway, I have other contenders that we'll get to. <laughs> I just like that scene so much. Anyway, uh, her parents come home and she's like, "Oh, my dad wouldn't want to walk in on us forking each other." So he escapes. I get. How does he leave? How does he leave that room? 
Oh fuck! If I know, he probably climbs out a window. Yeah, I guess he jumps out the window. Fucking Clarissa explains it all style. Anyway, then I think this is where he goes home after burying his friends and parents, (laughs) and his friends Seth Green and P Dub escape (laughs) (laughs) escape from their graves, and uh, they 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 come out of their graves and they're still alive somehow, and they're not zombies; they're just undead, because that's different, and. what do what do they want to do? What do they want to do more than anything else? Watch TV and smoke a bowl, so they continue to do that. <laughs> and uh, pour one out for a real one. That is exactly what I would be doing if I were found out I were a zombie. I don't remember if it's here, but they explain like, yeah, like everything. There was this bright light, and this voice was like, "Come here." And they were like, "Nah, it was fucking far." So we just came back. <laughs> they they were invited into heaven and decided, "No, I'm gonna smoke weed and watch Dracula." <laughs> Oh, this is a scene where they sit down and they watch the entire music video for Dragula. While in the background, our main character, his devil hands are accidentally <laughs> murdering these cops. Yeah. <laughs> he's having trouble. He's in the kitchen going, ah, my hand. And so they finally ask him, dude, what's up with your hand? I can't control it. They're like, oh. And they go back to watching TV. <laughs> the cop- Just completely unamused, like, oh, that sucks. Well, anyways. So the cops come in, and they're just like, uh, you're the killer. And he's like, oh, wait, great idea. They'll arrest me. They'll take me into prison. I won't have access to object where I can kill people. Uh, I'll be in a controlled environment. I won't kill anyone. Good. Arrest me. And they're like, okay, put down those sewing needles first. Because he, oh, wait, we skipped over the scene where he goes to that heavy metal guy who drives a Ford. <laughs> yeah. So, Let's fucking backtrack to our fa- favorite character. <laughs> so, Alex. Pop quiz. How many times does Dammit play in Bubble Boy? <laughs> Only three times. Now, Parker, Close pop enough. quiz. How many times does Shadow of the Devil play in this movie? <laughs> At least 17. <laughs> Every time this dude appears in his sleeveless, quiet riot t shirt, he's here. Dirt, dirt, shout! Shadow of the Devil! Anyway, this guy is. What? I don't even know what his fucking story is, but apparently he listens to heavy metal music. He's like, oh, he must be a Satan worshiper. Because he listens to fucking Motley Crue in 1999. He's their go-to on The Devil. So this guy gets a job at like a drive through Rainforest Cafe. You figure it out. And <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. So Parker, cool. am I wrong? Parker. Look, I was willing to play ball until this Parker. point. You're going to have to explain Parker, that one. Am I wrong? Tom DeLong just dressed like a zookeeper walking into frame. You're like, all right, movie, whatever you say. But Alex was too busy for this movie. So it's okay. Don't worry. We're giving you the run through. So anyway, he goes to the drive through Rainforest Cafe. And he's like, his arm is still going nuts. He's just like, uh, 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 tell me about the devil. <laughs> Which, isn't that like one of the funniest scenes in the movie? That talking monkey like driving through and says, tell me about the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and also the fact that the vigil being held for these two dead people is outside the drive through Rainforest <laughs> Cafe. That's where their pictures are. In the shot of the devil who walks up this girl who's just in tears like, this one time they asked me to go on a double date, and I thought they were tarred or something. Because cause there's two of them and one of me. So I told them to go blow each other. And the guy with the cut off t- uh, sleeve says, Did they? <laughs> so fucking good. Anyway, he's like, Oh man, I was about it's to been get. It's a long time. Yes, he's like, I was about since to I've get heard a character call someone a tart. <laughs> if this was the most pre 9 11 movie I've seen since the one. This it's, might be somehow slightly me. more pre 9 11. 
This is deep in the real deal yeah, canon now. It's very much in the real deal canon. If only Alex had seen it. Anyway, uh, so the guy says, look, it, those are just songs that I listen to. I don't actually worship the devil. It's basically like Beethoven and Mozart, but louder. <laughs> anyway, um... Wait. This is an accurate portrayal of Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Anyway, uh, so he says, look, I don't know. What I heard is that idle hands are the devil's playground, or something like that there's a bunch of different things for it so um you have to find something to do i like to work on my ford looks at the camera cha-ching it's like the reebok scene in wayne's world and uh <laughs> speaking of someone who drives a ford i appreciated it anyway uh he goes home and he starts knitting he's like ah i learned from this guy that idle hands are the devil's playground so if i keep my hands busy by doing this i won't kill anyone he's fucking sewing next to his headless zombie friend and his zombie friend that has um, a beer bottle stuck in his head <laughs> Because every time they're back in the house, it's Seth Green with a bottle on his head, and then Peanut's severed head just sitting on a TV. It's sitting on a couch watching TV. His head is upside down. With his body off in the distance. <laughs> just, like, fucking around in the kitchen. <laughs> it is clearly just a head, and then his body is underneath that chair now, <laughs> as he's watching Dawn of the Dead. Now, shit. why are we mentioning the sewing needles? Well... Obviously, we have to, you know, mention the Rainforest Cafe, but he uses the sewing needles to kill the cops, which, uh, respect our blue, you know. Anyway, uh, the cops are dead, and then he decides... Wait, what? What the fuck does he decide now? Oh, wait, first of all, the earlier on, the character is like, why did you ask her to the dance? And to which uh, the character responds, what dance? Which is also what I said at that point. They're like, you know, the big Halloween dance, no trick-or-treating allowed. What kind of rule is that? What does that mean? <laughs> You can't go up to someone dancing on the floor and ask him for a Snickers? Come on. Anyway, uh, what, what, how did they get from here to the dance? Well, well somewhere <laughs> between this scene and the dance, you realize, like, wasn't Vivica A. Fox, like, one of the top billed oh, yeah. people? And then she just appears, like, hey, so I work with the church, and uh, here's the thing. There's this evil spirit that only goes after fucking losers, and now your friend has it. <laughs> Like, it's very explicit that this thing just looks for the absolute most fail-son, shit-ass people. And unfortunately, Alex, I have to explain to you that on his home planet, Devin Sawa is kind of a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, hold hold on. Are you guys suggesting that Loaf's hand is possessed and that's why he can't jack off? Goodbye. Well, he works hard. (laughs) He goes to church. That's not lazy. There you go. My hands look like this. Your hands look like that. Like Vivica Fox just rolls in at the hour mark and talks to shout at the devil guy like, "Hey, your friend's possessed." He's like, oh, "That's pretty fucked up. How are we gonna stop it?" He's just immediately on board. Like, "Damn, we gotta get to that high school dance and save our friend from the devil." Yeah, he really buys in for some reason. <laughs> um, also, did she notice that her knife looked like the "Your Eternal Reward" from Aladdin? <laughs> yes. And also, this like critical piece of backstory and dialogue all happens in a bowling alley for some reason <laughs> oh this came out like a year after the big lebowski i think that's why anyway, that yeah. checks out anyway um <laughs> fucking movie so anyway there is the big dance oh I, we should also talk about how much this movie likes to repeat itself so the scene where he kills the cops with the sewing needles again this is all by accident um they're saying, put the sewing needles down. He's like, arrest me, put the sewing needles down, arrest me, put the sewing needles down, arrest me. Repeat eight times. Uh, that's not the only one. Jessica Alba shows up to his doorstep, I guess dressed as an angel? Was that, what was that what was going on? I think, that sounds yeah, right. She's wearing yeah. a, like a very, 
very nice white dress. And she's like, come on, we're going to be late. Repeat eight times. I get it. He's going to be late. He's tried to cut off his hand. So he puts his hand in the bagel cutter. And that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it came that late. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he had to... <laughs> He had to put in his, uh, he had to have his friend's head bite his hand to hold it still. Then he chops it off with, I guess, a meat cleaver. That's so fucking Which is really hard to do, speaking from experience. I mean, I've heard on a documentary. So, yeah, he has uh, no hand now. Anyway, the hand gets away. Again, Evil Dead 2. So, uh... (laughs) Does he just open the window for no fucking reason? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. He's like... Fucking peanut. Hold up. So he has... It's a classic So he tries to... He tries to trap his uh, hand. He's like, ah, I'll put it in the microwave. Not really that bad of an idea. And he also blows the thing up in the microwave. There's blood all over the place. That's really funny. Oh, that's right. He he locks it in the microwave, and they're stuck... They're alone, like, oh, we're zombies. Let's make some pizza rolls. No, no, it's... No, no, you're so wrong. It's... Microwave gas station bean burritos just doesn't get any better than this. So he gets the microwave gas station bean burritos. <laughs> I had a 50-50 yeah. shot. <laughs> he puts the, the microwave gas station bean burritos. Uh, he's like, oh, let's uh, warm them up. And then he looks at uh, the microwave. He's like, it's really dirty. And P-Dub says, oh, we should probably clean that. To which Seth Greek responds, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. While we're at it, why don't we just clean the whole fucking house? <laughs> Not my fucking mess. So he puts oh, the bean burrito with this dirty ass bloody microwave. As a hand jumps out and crawls away, they just look at it and they go, eh, back to burritos. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, ah, oh, that sucks. We're already dead, and, uh, so. The Devin Sawa comes home and uh, he sees Seth Green about to open up the uh, the microwave to put in his second bean burrito. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. He opens up, oh, come on. <laughs> and the best reaction is Seth Green going, what? We only had two. <laughs> it's so natural. I wouldn't be surprised if Seth Green like wrote his own uh, dialogue. Anyway, the the hand has escaped and they determined, oh, it's probably going to go after my girlfriend. or so- I don't remember. There's something that leads up to that. <laughs> she, Vivica Fox is like, hey, so here's the thing. Um, for some reason, it wants your girlfriend because you love her. And uh, since you love her, it's going to take her and drag her to hell in... <laughs> Yeah, at midnight, but also it's midnight demon time, so you have six minutes. <laughs> it's like, all right, movie, whatever. Yes. <laughs> so he goes to the dance, and everyone's dancing to which band is this, Parker? That's the Offspring. The Offspring, who's singing a cover of the Robode song. <laughs> it's so cool. You paid for the Offspring and then didn't have them play one of their three songs. <laughs> it's funny to see all these teenagers dancing, including. I have to admit, Jessica Alba's dance, I, I don't think she's trying to be funny, but her dance is so funny to this song. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, Alex, you know how uh, I Want to Be Sedated goes. Imagine a dance you would yes. never do to this. Besides ballroom dancing, that is what Jessica Alba is doing. <laughs> it is the silliest nice. thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, P-Dub and... Je- and Seth Green. I almost want to call him Jeff Green. Peter and Seth Green both decide to go to the party. Why? There might be chicks there. Oh, we'll win best costume. Chicks dig winners. <laughs> <laughs> so they duct tape his head to his body, and uh, Seth Green just goes, so I-, I will admit, this is actually really good makeup, especially on Seth Green. Right? Yeah, yeah it looks yeah, fantastic. Actually, it's really, really good. So give that credit to the movie and they go there and uh the hand starts attacking people and he steals the bike from the offspring guy 
who then gets his brain ripped out, I guess. <laughs> just gets scalped by the... Fu- <laughs> Going to the trivia and reading that the hand model was the dude who played to the hand in the Adams Family movies really did a lot uh, for me, I'll be honest for with him. you. Yeah, moving on up on the world. They're just paying this professional hand actor to rip the scalp off the guy from The Offspring. Anyway, the thing about Peanut is he's kind of a heavyset guy, looks like kind of a loser nerd, and, but I still love him. He's actually genuinely funny. He's about as funny as Seth. He gets his own little girl in this movie, and they're like dancing around and having a good time, and she's making out with his dead body, and it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, Seth Green is like, "Hey, you can't do that. That's illegal. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal to fornicate with a dead body." Anyway, uh, the hand starts attacking people, and Jessica Alba and new girl who does not have a name decide that they will. Oh, Tanya. They decide that they will escape, and they go through this gigantic fucking uh what, what is that it's not even a wind tunnel it's, a, it's an air duct i guess yeah that, that is just out of nowhere we're so crawling big. through air ducts like fucking die all i can it's fucking very think about weird. is like dale Grohl being up there turbine <laughs> <laughs> so they escape and tanya gets brutally killed <laughs> she is introduced and then five minutes later has the worst <laughs> death in the movie. It's so uncalled for. To which, uh, to which P-Dub responds, it just ain't fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny. Uh, we should probably start wrapping it up so we can get to Never Too Young to Die, which we don't have much to say about, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, they are able to defeat the demon. <laughs> it's actually a really funny way that they defeat the demon. They just throw that knife at the hand, it hits it, and it kills the, the demon hand, it just disappears. And Seth Green comes like, wait, that's it? I thought there'd be like, eh, is it nothing? Okay. Then they accidentally drop a car on the main character. <laughs> <laughs> like you think it's gonna be a big tease like okay and then it comes back but no I think it's dead and then they accidentally kill Devin Sawa <laughs> but Devin Sawa just... decides to bail on heaven so let me quote it so he can kick it with Jessica Alba <laughs> which I, yeah, fair because yeah. she's 18 anyway uh... which is the cool yeah. age and very normal yeah. for yeah. me yeah as a fellow 18 Now, Ishbu, if we've lost you as a listener, uh, let me just try to make it up to you in the next episode, which also features kids. Uh, anyway, P-Dub oh, and Mick come back from heaven. They decide to finally go into the light because they are totally partied out here, man. They come back as his guardian angels. <laughs> and they play one last prank on him with the blue writing, which didn't really add up. I didn't... What was the point? No. Basic summary, all. five out of five. Alex, how have you not seen this? <laughs> It's a great question, this, Chris. I, if you don't love this movie, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Oh, I drew the racism card. Let's move on to Never Too Young to Die. Oh, jeez. I <laughs> hate to see it. I'm like a thousand percent sure this movie ends on a gay joke because 1999. Turns out, I don't think they have any gay jokes in this movie, do they? It's, it's I knew so something cool, was missing. Like 1990, <laughs> wow, so we watched two movies with no gay jokes, huh? <laughs> 1994 and 1999 could be 70 years apart. Yeah. Just oh, completely yeah. different. 1994, the year of Forrest Gump. Anyway, let's move on to... <laughs> Stop saying <laughs> Let's move on to it's Never fine. Too Young it's to fine. Die, which... Alex, when you called this... I think you called it the ultimate 80s movie or something. It's the most the 80s, most 80s movie, 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 movie of all time. Words. And would you like to talk about the cold open here? <laughs> God... <laughs> 
I mean, let me just state, I've pulled it up on Prime. Like, I remembered most of what you said, but I was like, oh, I want a quick refresher. Let me read the plot. I read, when a top-secret agent is murdered, his estranged gymnast son, Lance Stargrove, John Stamos. And then I hit play, because I'm yeah. good. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about, let's talk about Gene Simmons. Can you tell me about the, Gene Simmons? The cold, the cold open of this movie is just a bunch of, like, war boy ass looking dudes standing around in the desert under some cliff waiting for somebody they're all excited they're all amped up and who do we see (laughs) but gene simmons in drag come up over that cliff and explain his master plan in the first 45 seconds which involves draining the radioactive stuff from behind the dam (laughs) using the disc and then I'll turn the water. all of New York into lizard no, the, people. Well, no, cat people. He has cat-like abilities. Anyway. The, the first line of this movie hey, is, hold on. my little turd balls. <laughs> that is correct. You are not wrong. Yes. It's so good. He doesn't even do the tongue thing this movie. I don't understand it. No, but he does the fucking Undertaker eye thing 17 times. He also times. does the Look. face thing. What is the face thing? It's whatever the fuck he's doing with his face the whole movie. It's the thing in Men in Black where he's like, oh, your skin's loose, and he pulls his face back. <laughs> he's, having seen two of his performances in 80s movies now, he is a big fan of the face thing. <laughs> also, you guys should absolutely watch Runaway. We'll get to it. I'm sure we will. Runaway is so good. So anyway, after we go here, we cut to a brief scene of John Stamos doing gymnastics. After this, we also talk... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You said brief scene? You did... You undersold how abrupt that cut this, is. It just goes right into, like you said, the warboard worship scene. Fuck. It's... Immortan Gene Simmons just screaming about to these turd balls about the dam. Just like that next scene. He's just doing gymnastics aggressively. Play the song here. It's always it's always like, you know, they'll have, you know, shots of like real gymnasts that don't show their faces, and then like John Stamos doing jumping jacks yeah. on a trampoline. And it's like, oh, clearly they must all be him. I totally believe but this. Here I, I think this might actually be him. I choose to believe yeah, it's him. that's my head Because he can do normal. So sure. This, sure, two out of three yeah, is all yeah, it takes. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, you now, love to see it, folks. Now, here's the part that I hated. And I think this part should have been cut from the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I know what's coming. Uh, I'm offended. Um, Dave Chappelle would have written a joke about this. would have actually been funny. So there are these two cool, normal, fun guys who are just having a good time wrestling each other. Very straight. Definitely not gay. They're having a good time. And you know Jesus actually wrestled. He was good. He was all Jerusalem in his weight class, which is probably like 133. Skinny little bastard. So, Chris, are you suggesting that wrestlers shouldn't want to fuck John Stamos? Because that's what I'm hearing right now. It's their portrayal as like, oh, look at them. They must be bullies. Wrestlers aren't bullies. When have I ever bullied anyone? Don't answer that. So... Are you sure that they bullied anybody? Because all it sounded like in that scene is that they wanted John Stamos to wrestle with them. And they he were was trying too busy to doing him. his hoity-toity it's, gymnastics. It's, his, it's the tone of voice. It matters. They offered this to train him. Sure. I'm being silent. Ooh, what's wrong, pretty boy? Don't want to raw me? All right, then. Parker, I'm valid. <laughs> what are you, gay or something? Uh, again, the Bill, per- the Bill Burke left. What are you, fag? <laughs> What are you gay? You want to come over here and kiss me? You want to you want to fight for dominance and just like hold me down? What you want to do? Wrap your legs around me so I can't escape? 
Oh my god, what if he just, just held me here and I was just like, uh, defenseless, even though I'm bigger than you, but like, something about the way you move and I just can't fight back and we just hold each other all night. What are you, fucking gay or something? <laughs> like, like you're a spider and I'm caught in your web and then Dennis Leary's ghost comes by, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the web comes a little bitty hand and it jacks him off. <laughs> It all comes full this, circle. This here. whole scene is like three seconds. What did we just do with that? <laughs> what is wrong with us? Anyway, so inspiration comes in many forms. Oh, yeah, then he meets his. Cr- and most of them are on my belly watching John Samuels <laughs> do gymnastics. <laughs> I am so tired. Anyway, then he meets his cool Japanese friend. Oh my! Is that, is that what Racy was supposed I to think. be? Pretty sure, isn't it? Where is my? I, I haven't been more confused by the race of a character since. Oh ben. wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. He, oh my god, Parker, do you know who that was? Oh, uh, this feels like a setup for no. something I'm going to regret I, I, saying. Okay, no, I'll give you a hint. I was wrong. He's not Japanese. He's Chinese. Oh well, that narrows. No, it should. No, it should. It should because it actually yeah, does. He yeah. was Rain in no Big idea. Trouble in Little China. You love right? to see it. Holy shit. I think this is the same year. What a good year what for What a good year for this guy. Holy shit. It was the same year, 1986. Damn. Wow. Anyway, that. That, that is so cool. Uh, well, good for him. I'm glad he got a I'm glad he got to star in two real movies. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um I, I did not actually know the uh plot summary beforehand, besides of uh what Alex told me, but I had kind of forgotten it sort of died away. Wikipedia's plot description is not helpful. So as soon as I was like, oh, his dad's a secret agent and he's gonna die or something like that, it turns out his friend has some wacky inventions. I wonder what's gonna happen here. Turns out, a really good movie. I forgot who you said played his dad. <laughs> yep. To find out that that was I... George Lazenby. <laughs> oh, it's James Bond Jr. Which Bond shall we pick? Well, <laughs> here's the thing about returning phone calls. It is so much fun to see that his dad is so, so British. And so male. Yeah, he is not like, trying. Dear Lord. This, he they call him one take George Lace and B, but not for the reason you'd yeah. think. <laughs> I wrote down the line because... It's the interrogation where Gene Simmons has got him. He's like, oh, I don't think your son Lance would like that. And George Lazenby just looks at him and goes, but you bastard, you're threatening to kill my son. <laughs> like, thank you. I got it. I, admit, I laughed really hard where he's fending off those bad guys that have, like, Italian shotguns. He goes, aha! And puts out his umbrella like he's a fucking penguin. It's, dude, honestly, like, that whole scene, like, the entire combat part of that scene is so fucking good. And, like, I don't know how much of it is, like, we're going to make this intentionally bad and you're just going to like it. And how much of it is, like, oh, no, this is just, like, real bad. But I'm not sure it matters. Right? It's kind of like, the Venom effect. Like, like that that one guy betrays him. He goes, ah, you betrayed me. And just lets the guy run away. And then the guy comes back later and runs away a second time. <laughs> so he's finally captured and he's brought before Ragnar. Played by Gene Simmons, Ragnar, who... I just want to say, I'm glad he got to do movies like this so he can make some supplemental income while the Minnesota Vikings don't let him into their stadium. Totally unfair. Get <laughs> fucked. 
Anyway. Like, imagine you walk on set, you see Gene Simmons in that outfit, and he goes, Hello, today I'm Ragnar. You're like, actually, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, this is why Connery said no. Interesting. Anyway, he's captured, he's brought to his knees, and he's like, I want the disc. <laughs> that voice that he's doing, holy shit, I need to watch this movie again. He, he has he has the best 80s movie voice you really could possibly imagine. That is the best and, way and to describe of, it. Hey, like, man, uh, how big should I play this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, turn to your next scene and just adjust so, accordingly. Uh, anyway, George Lazenby is just like, oh, the disc? I actually have it right here in my shirt pocket. That's his delivery. That's, that's the way that he says it. It's just like, yeah. oh, you'll have to search me to find out. And uh, I'm pretty sure Ragnar tells his people to top bottom him. Uh, Whom amongst uh, us? Uh, anyway, they he, uh, yeah. escapes with a uh, killed him. Uh, <laughs> it's at the same time that uh, that John Stamos is going through his gymnastics competition. And they're yes. intercut. No, 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 no. The flip he does when he gets shotgunned, <laughs> he flies so fucking far in the air and does a full rotation. <laughs> Now, uh, as Alex would oh say, he God. fully yeeted. Anyway. <laughs> he <laughs> fucking launches like someone pulled a parachute <laughs> mid-scene. Parker, who flew further? Him or the cat? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking 1A, 1B, dude. And it's fun to imagine. Like, I was imagining all day, like, they called cut, and he just stood up and just walked out of frame into a limousine and just left the set and never yeah. came back. <laughs> He's like, don't bother. Saying. My God, you're gonna kill my son! And he just walks off. Someone puts a rope on him, and you never see him again. He's like, don't bother signing the checks. I'm not even gonna cash them. Oh, here's my W two. Huh? He grabs like a handful of cheese off the craft services and just leaves. <laughs> Goodbye. This cold cut spread is garbage. See ya. Doesn't even stick around for. Is this uh, oven roasted or honey roasted? Oven. (laughs) Well, this is what you'll get out of me. Subpar meats gives you this performance. (laughs) So, anyway, John Stamos is sad because his dad died or something. What a bitch. Get over it. So, he. he goes to his... Just rub some dirt on yeah, it, exactly. pussy. Put on dirt. Anyway, so he's at the funeral, and some guy's trying to explain to him, oh, it's not so bad or whatever. Your dad loved you very much, even though he never talked to you. So uh, then he's... He loved you so much, he left you this house in the, the middle no, of nowhere. It's not just a, but there's definitely not going to be strange not women just a walking house, around. It's a fucking farm. Now, I, I don't know about you, yeah. but like... And he's like, oh, you'll never have to work again. You're not going to be, like, rich, but you'll never be on food stamps either. I'm like, there's a lot of in-between there, but I think the basics... <laughs> that, is, that is a large gray I area. the basic gist here is that he's never really going to have to work again. Oh, sweet, kick ass. He could be like the guy from Idle Hands. But on the other hand, he's also given a farm. This is like, uh, Parker, remember how Girl Alex was complaining about how in Fifty Shades of Grey, you can't just buy a woman a car. There are titles, there are deeds, there are taxes that have to be transferred over. You can't just buy someone a car like that. Similarly, you can't just, no, you can't just give somebody a farm. <laughs> there are animals there that have to be taken care of. That it is a massive responsibility. <laughs> Hello, yeah. high schooler. Getting, Enjoy the getting property will tax. To f- <laughs> getting Will to farm is some real monkey's paw shit. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with exactly. a farm? Who wants to live on a farm besides 
I guess, okay, besides Parker, probably lives on one right now. But like, Yeah, you know me, how much I love being outdoors and working. Well, I assume that's... Those two things I basically I assume that everywhere in Texas is like that. Anyway, besides Hank Hill, no one wants to live on a farm. So uh, John Stamos goes there, and he's like, you, you believe I'm a farmer? He says to, I'm going to call him this, Rain from Big Trouble in Little China. And he's like, bullshit. He's like, he's like so what's the house like? He's like, I'm going to find out. I'm like, thank you, movie. I appreciate that. So he goes over there, <laughs> and is he the one who's looking through binoculars at... Vanity. I'm not going to call her Vanity. That's a stupid name. Am I supposed Let's to know name her, who this woman is? Let's call is. her her character's name, Ganja. I'm not going to do I, that either. I'm going to call her Ganja. So Ganja is there farming, and she gets attacked by I think the world's biggest man. Fucking Lord <laughs> Humongous just shows up in the middle of this. Movie. This this was a scene I rewound a couple times. <laughs> Because he attacks her, she disappears behind a fucking hidden bookcase into a weapons armory, and there's a jump cut back to him, and he's holding nunchucks and about to hit a horse with them. And I was laughing so fucking hard, I could not believe what and I saw. He, like, has him out, he's mid-swing while this horse is this, And she disarms him and forces him to go prone on the ground and forces his face into horse poop. Eat that white dog shield, man. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> anyway, his friend comes out to also bother her. Um, John Stamos comes in to save the day. Massive air quotes here. And uh, what happens after this? Does that, does that barn explode? Because I feel like that barn exploded. Oh, yeah, it did. Because there are grenades in the barn. <laughs> Correct. The grenades that are revealed because some hay gets brushed out of the way is one of the henchmen is laughing. And a box that says grenades on the side is the underneath the hay is bale. laughing like Jean-Claude Van Damme in that... What was that one movie where he had that hair? Where he played oh, a man yes. closer. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct it. Anyway. I just saw this movie called Dark Knight. All right. Roll it. Anyway, Ganja... I will say this about her. She is... Very, very attractive. And hopefully. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> let me figure this out. Hold, on, hold up here. Fit. Nah, she's so, definitely. She is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're good, dude. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. So she's 27. Never so be too definitely sure. Definitely worthy. Uh, she is immediately in the slideshow. Very, very attractive woman. Almost as attractive as John Stamos. Anyway, they do not hit it Almost. off initially. They, Say a lot. They really <laughs> don't get along very well. He's upset because his dad died or something. Who cares? He's upset because she was banging his dad, which is like, oh, she's man, oh, she, get over it. After like, she says that uh, that their relationship was strictly professional, and that's the weirdest thing is that John Stamos's mom never really. She's not even in the movie, is she? Of course. So not. why would he? She'd get in the way of the cool so, spy so, stuff. It's so, the eighties, so dude. Would, why would he be upset? Is she jealous of her? Did he want to fuck his own dad? I think that's oh, the no, that's, that's right. Gene Simmons is like, ah, I didn't save your wife. And George Lazenby's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Leave her out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank, again, thank you for making us watch this. It's, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> fucking owns, so, dude. Movies are awesome. So Ganja decides that she'll, trans, she'll uh, get into a different costume that's incredibly revealing and very, very nice looking on her. And John Stewart was like, so, uh, where are you going out? And she's just like, a heavy metal bar. <laughs> it's the dumbest outfit I've ever seen for a heavy metal bar. Boy, speaking this, of costumes. This reveal 
where you see Gene Simmons, whose uh, wig is essentially uh, what Uma Thurman was wearing in Batman and Robin. His whole costume is the giant horny monkey that was a fucking with her. God, thank you so much. Now, we also have to talk about Gene Simmons here. Uh, now, Alex, the last time I mentioned Gene Simmons is a conservative, I, I don't know if you believed me. And I think you what? said, I don't know if I knew what? that. Turns, no, that's fair for him not to know. You don't have to follow celebrity news, especially for Dad. Look at him. But uh, this is 100% true. Uh, Gene Simmons is not just conservative. He is extraordinarily conservative. That being said, I you got this movie in your filmography and you're conservative? I, I feel like if he ever runs for office or anything, we would just play this movie. Be like... That's you, dude. <laughs> You're the Drew. I mean, we could, we could, we could play this. Yeah, movie I'm, I'm, like, actually, no that would context, make me vote for him. But also, so. yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to be a Republican now. So uh, he plays the. Let your dad's going to be more proud of you than he's ever been in his life. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be proud of me. So anyway, uh, he does a sexy strip tease with. I hope these lyrics were improvised because what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> These were the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. No, no, this is par for the course for drag shows. This is about the lyrics you get. Oh, it's fucking club scum from Hobgoblins. It's so cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> for you and only you enjoy it. <laughs> oh my god! Do you think this song would be available somewhere? It has to be on YouTube somewhere, right? Oh my god! I, I believe hold in up, you. Hold up! Hold up! I just went to the IMDb. All right, let's take a quick I, five. I just yeah, went to the IMDb trivia. The first thing that's listed before you click on Seymour says the hermaphrodite. Sorry, angle was a later addition to the script. What? <laughs> was it just a regular guy that wanted to poison the dam with water? <laughs> that's at what point? Like, there's something missing. What if both? But also poison the water. The water. Yeah. Enough. This. <laughs> this is like come on this is the oh jesus <laughs> anyway so he's he's in this heavy metal club <laughs> and a bunch of transvestites are hitting on john stamos which to be fair i'd be hitting on too and uh, uh they tell ganja to leave him alone which is totally unfair i mean she's really pretty too you could hit on her too come on i don't know why they... alex i kind of get this vibe and don't don't take this the wrong way I just, I kind of get this vibe that the movie's not really as respectful as it could be to trans folk. Like, uh, it's some of the language oh, that they use Chris, and the way that they're portrayed. Chris, I don't know. I mean, as an avid listener of this podcast, I have been led to believe that all old movies are extremely respectful to all marginalized groups. In fact, they're much more respectful than the movies we have today. So I'm not sure that I see where you're you coming know, from. I don't know how you could get that impression. It's so. <laughs> I happen to like some old movies. They're they're just good. Nothing's ever gone wrong in them that I know of. They're very extraordinary. Tasteful. Oh, don't say tasteful around this movie. Oh my god. So anyway, John Stamos mm. decides I want to be a spy too. So he takes the bubblegum listening device and tracking device, and he goes up to get a an autograph from Gene Simmons, who I. He's well known for stating the number of women they slept with is like 800 or something like that. But he's he is really good at hitting on guys. I'll tell you that much. And uh, he that boy that whole scene. There is so much sexual tension in that room. 
I. <laughs> this is the '80s are so fucking cool. <laughs> Sorry, I went to the quote section. I forgot. Do we remember the reason that he's going to poison the water supply? <laughs> Let me tell no. you the reason. He says for gold, for ransom, for jewels, for money. <laughs> I guess well, that he, counts as a reason. Yeah, when you put it that way. Well, you're going to pull, you're going to kill all those people. Why? For the jewels, <laughs> for of course. Jewels. This is the bag of jewels. <laughs> this is the first time in history that somebody Parker, has killed this is the bag jewels. of jewels that, uh, that, that, uh, they got from Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> this bag of jewels. All right, I got a bingo. Let's, let's wrap this up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so what happens after this? Oh yeah, he flushes the listening device, and then he decides he'll chase Ganja in her car while he's on his motorcycle. She saves him, and they can't take care of each other. But uh, they end up together, and let's just skip right to the sex scene because oh, <laughs> let's skip up to the prelude to the oh, sex yeah. scene, which is like forty-five <laughs> yeah. minutes. Of him just trying not to bust while eating apples. <laughs> he's just there, and she's stripping and just laying there in the sun, and he's just like, I've never been hard. I have never known hardness. <laughs> Same. And then, Parker, describe the editing. <laughs> Jump, cut, 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 and the <laughs> It is so jarring. It is shot like a fucking action scene. Because I was typing, like, I was in the middle of typing, what age is this movie for? And then she takes her top off. And I was like, uh, okay, well, thought this was meant for a younger this crowd because it's clearly a James Bond Jr. thing. This is certainly not for adults. This really feels like and the yet, movie that the Goodies would have watched. <laughs> if this movie yeah. made more than $8, this wouldn't push for the PG-13. <laughs> this movie feels like if, if, if the Super Mario Brothers movie was good, it would have been this. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but yeah, it checks out, honestly. I'll just, I'll yeah, go with it, yeah. That, let's be fair, it's Gene Simmons plays Birdo. <laughs> I just like that you're supposed to be under the assumption, like, yes, clearly John Stamos has never seen a naked woman before yeah. and doesn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, I mean, the way he got on with those wrestlers. Uh, yeah, he's just... They were just trying to open up his possibilities and to experience something new, and maybe God, I wish he would open. They're just me looking up. out for his career, right? Just a totally unfair portrayal of us, and we're good noble men who've never diddled anyway. So he is—he's not just insider; he is within her. And he—I have to admit—he says my favorite <laughs> postcoital words of all time. I think we should do that again. <laughs> I, I don't—I I just really, really like that. Anyway, now that I've said the words post-coital, Parker, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, I don't know what those words mean. So, like, between the vicious 18-hour-long sex scene, <laughs> we get more of Ragnar in his underground base, and he walks up to the supercomputer, and there's Robert England just hanging out. Robert England, two for two in movies we watched. This <laughs> you kind of forget, like, boy, that is an unfortunate looking dude. Oh, he's not that bad. <laughs> that is that hair oh, is hair, yeah, a uh, mistake. It, it does not yeah, help. He, he should wear a hat he looked, and a cloth. <laughs> he looks seventy-five years he's old. Like Thirty. Of this. <laughs> I'm sure he was like. He's typing like, ah, oh, yes. If we uh, put this here and open the valves, uh, I can uh, backwash the uh, computer chip, and then the poison will go in the 
You ever see Batman Begins? It's gonna be kind of like that. It's gonna be pretty fucking cool. They're like, oh, sick. And then he uses the spike, which is the name for his nail to murder his support. Wait, is this the yep. part where Ragnar says, is the concentration lethal? To which Robert Eagle responds, I'd say worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite detail in this movie is that he has this massive gang, and they look like they're from three different movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a bunch of them that look straight out of Mad Max 2. There's a bunch that are just look like drag queens, and there's a bunch that just look like 80s punk rock Nazis. It's so, so cool, and they're all in different that? scenes. They're Wait never a second, together. Part, the other one. They look like they're from Double Dragon because they really do I mean, look like they're yes. from the future episode. When John Samos gets attacked by those two dudes just dressed like they're at a oh, punk whoa, whoa, whoa. show, can we pack this up? These who, guys kill John Samos. No, no debates. They kill him. They, he is dead. They murder him, <laughs> and their acting <laughs> is. <laughs> big it's a big I thought performance very much about bordello of blood <laughs> the one dude who keeps inviting them to go to the <laughs> best <laughs> damn pussy you've ever had you <laughs> they're so both doing that <laughs> while murdering john Stamos. who again dies in the scene he's still talking he's still moving around he's but he's dead because they are slamming his face into that sink and there's cut plates and everything. They slam him onto the faucet. This he is dead, but he uses him j- his gymnastic superpowers everywhere. to defeat them. Best damn piece <laughs> of ass. And then he just like he see he's like in tears. He's literally crying because he's about to die. And then he sees a picture of him and his dad. And he's like, oh yes. And then he uses gymnastics to kill him. <laughs> This movie does not take a while for him to be like, oh, actually, I should be the good guy now. And he just starts murdering people. <laughs> anyway, then. Uh, so good. It's so good. Uh, I don't, hope I'm not skipping too much. Is there like a really necessary scene that I have to talk about before they book get let's, kidnapped? Let's just get to when they wake up and they're just in Yeah, Mad they're Max just kidnapped. In the desert, desert, surrounded by these people. And Ragnar is there and uh, they, they're about to be, uh, they're in the cage being shoved around. They're making very unkind remarks towards trans people. And uh, anyway, he's like, oh, I'm just going to challenge this guy. He's like, you're going to die. And he's like, I'm going to die anyway. So, uh, <laughs> they fight and he wins. And anyway, it, it all leads up to a showdown with Gene Simmons and John Stamos on top of. Is that a dam that they're on? What is that? The is water. God, the titular dam. Yeah, the dam. dam. I was going to say that. Water that the is dam. holding back the water. That they will dump the <laughs> poison into. Okay. Anyway, so they're. F- for the jewels. <laughs> for the Chris. jewels, for the gold, for the ransom. The jewels. For money. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is better motivation than the bad guys in at least twenty percent of bodies. So just, I'm just gonna say for gold, for ransom, for ju- for jewels, for money. That should have been the Three Musketeers motto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where is he gonna find white jewels? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, honey, our tap water is poisoned. I guess we better hand over these hand jewels over now. All your jewels, <laughs> bag of jewels. <laughs> Alternatively, I could trade one single jewel for a lifetime supply of bottled water. <laughs> Hello, I am Ragnar, and this is my associate Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I can't believe he's into vaping that much. Anyway, so at this <laughs> my go-to on <laughs> Fuck. 
Man, that sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> Parker, would you like to tell me about the climax and how our evil villain is dispatched? Also, wait, we forgot about the... He wait, do- wait, they're in, what, they're in the helicopter or something? Or, and it turns out he's not Carruthers at all. He's actually right there and tears off his own face. Oh, my <laughs> The reveal is... This dude, who, like, very clearly the whole movie has been a guy in prosthetics yeah. with fake hair, looks at them and goes, I'm Ragnar! <laughs> <laughs> and then pulls off his fake face while screaming and rolling his eyes back in his head. <laughs> and then it just cuts to the next scene, and you're like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> you're just supposed to be okay with it. <laughs> I, guys, uh, I don't understand how Gene Simmons doesn't I, have an Oscar. I don't, he should I, have been an actor. I didn't remember why. I didn't remember why I wrote down "I'm Ragnar" in all caps until you mentioned the helicopter. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he is doing so. Hey, if you much want to backtrack, you can go back to the beginning of the movie because we did not mention the Stargrove song, <laughs> or at least we didn't mention it. Oh, don't worry, we neglected the Stargrove. You'll song. be hearing yeah. it. Listener, I will find a several way. times. <laughs> Oh boy, that and the Mama Said Naki Wow cover. <laughs> anyway. Just an original song written for this movie that eight people saw <laughs> that plays over the John Stamos gymnastics scene. Ragnar is dispatched the same way I would be. He has him dead to rights hanging off the rail. Then John Stamos is like, Hey man, you're kind of looking like a snack. And he's like, "Oh my god, thank you, John Stamos." <laughs> to, and then to which John Stamos kills fucking... him like uh, like Arnold killed the devil in End of Days. <laughs> he gets hurricane rotted over the railing, and then a giant dummy wearing a Gene Simmons wig falls off a cliff. And that dummy bouncing off the rock is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Because it's clearly just a fucking, just a sandbag dummy, and you just hear, (laughs) (laughs) You have to see this. He has him dead. It's the fucking Darth Maul Obi-Wan thing. He is dead, and then John Samus is like, dude, you're fucking beautiful, man. He's just like, really? And then he gets fucking 619 to hell. It's so good. The funniest thing I think I've ever seen, and, uh, you know, the one thing we didn't touch on is we cannot, I don't think we have the words to describe the outfits that Gene Simmons wears in this movie, because there's more than one. They are How incredible. did this not win the Oscar for best, like, costume design or whatever? How did this not win all the Oscars? <laughs> because it was the same year as Big Trouble in Little China, so they must have split the difference and not given them to any of them. Not fair. Very unfair. Oh, don't you, you hate, hate that? It. When it splits the voting and then garbage movies yeah, win instead? Yeah, it's not cool. Anyway. <laughs> this movie is perfect in every way much like the unborn baby from fury road another mad max reference so we hit the bingo cards uh do we have any final thoughts on either one of these movies parker i want a challenge to you try to oh, choose man. just one if you could only have one on a desert island which one would you choose idle hands or never too young to die idle hands is my childhood nostalgia wrapped up in the I, 90 minutes it's a different it is a real sophie's choice it's tough. idle hands is the better but, movie and i don't really think it's even debatable but never too young to die i think is actually somehow more rewatchable uh <laughs> listeners at home i know there's a solid chance even after listening to this a lot of you won't watch it 
Just go to IMDb and just scroll across those pictures at the top. <laughs> just the second picture is Gene Simmons in this fucking Frankenfurter outfit talking to to Robert England wearing a bolo tie in front of a computer screen. And then the next picture is Lord Humongous with the largest perm I've ever seen. <laughs> it is. He looks like Mickey Free from the Prince sketch. Like, it's so fucking good. <laughs> I forgot about that. It is. Oh my god. I, I want to make that picture. I know of most of you England won't watch with, it. Uh, with Gene Simmons, my background picture. <laughs> I know most of you listening won't watch it, but please. It is free on Prime. Just. It is free I, on I, Prime. Treat yourself. How do, how do I say this? Is this at all respectful towards uh, trans people? No. Watch it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes keeping it woke goes wrong, and then you don't see this movie. This movie is too good to pass up. I love it. You know know what? If you can't portray a trans person as a villain, such as Dr. Frankenfurter, then what is equality anyway? I learned that from Ben Shapiro. So this movie is... Lance (laughs) Stargrove. (laughs) Gymnast. (laughs) Lance Star. Oh wait! At one point, John Stamos, I think, actually says the words "I'm Lance Stargrove," and the movie is halfway done. <laughs> this is one of the four Bigfoot movies Lance Stargrove started. <laughs> I don't even know how to work a Bigfoot reference into these movies. How do I? How do I even do this? Oh, it turns out it was Bigfoot's hand the entire time.
that's the tea, sis.